What's up, everybody? This is Charging the Mound, episode 12. We are doing the American and National League East. I'm joined again by Pat Milano, and now I'm joined by Scott Castellano of End of the Bench. What's up, guys? What's going on, Chris? Thanks for having me. How's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good. It's, it's nice to be uh, on the other side of these. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, there was big news today, and that was Mookie Betts signing a mammoth extension with the Dodgers before he even plays a game with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, thoughts on that? I was shocked. Um, I'm, not, I'm not shocked that he got the extension. I'm just shocked that it happened already. Um especially like with everything going on in the world, but like also um, Mookie's always said he wanted to test free agency. You know, that was the whole thing. Why he didn't like take the Red Sox offer allegedly. And now he's just like spitting in their face. Like, no, I just didn't want to fucking be in Boston. Right. You know? So, so, I mean, my initial reaction was shocked. I mean, I'm, I'm not, obviously Mookie's a hell of a player, top five bit player in baseball, arguably deserves the money that he got. Um, but I was just shocked from uh, like the length standpoint that he wasn't even going to test free agency. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I thought he was going to test the open market as well. Uh, so for him to uh, just kind of jump that and, uh, and get that big extension with, with LA is, uh, is pretty crazy. And it's the biggest, uh, it's the largest amount of like new money on a contract in history. It mm-hmm. beats Trout's number. Um yeah, it's, it's crazy. Three hundred sixty million over. Uh, wow. Sorry, three hundred sixty-five million over a twelve-year extension uh, that take that starts next year after this year's salary. So that's uh, that's fucking crazy. It's crazy. The Dodgers are all set, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and so they're yeah, like they're locked up for another uh, twelve years with Mookie. They're going to extend Bellinger. They're going to extend, you know, Bueller. like Muncy. Yeah, Bueller, like Muncy. All those guys are going to get extended. Yep. Uh, they've got Gavin Lux coming up here, who surprisingly didn't make the team out of camp. But, uh, yeah, that's like service that's – service time bullshit, I think. Yeah. This is absolutely insane, and they're going to be on top of the NL for the next decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a decade plus probably. I mean, they, yeah. they keep developing talent. I mean, yeah. so – They'll have these all-stars for a decade, and then along the way, they'll develop like five or six more probably. Yeah. And the Rockies will still suck in that whole The Rockies will, will be <laughs> – the Rockies will move out of Colorado by the time – yeah, like it's 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 crazy. Yeah. What do you think, Pat? You've been quiet. Uh, well, I mean – yeah, I was letting you guys talk. I was letting you get your opinion in. I think I, I talked about it Monday, so – yeah, yeah, you guys did. <laughs> Um, I wasn't shocked, really. Um, I mean, we all knew that it was coming. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that Mookie said that he was looking to test for recency. I, I don't necessarily think that's false, but I think he just wanted to see if anyone was going to put that offer that he was looking for out. Uh, what was the initial Red Sox offer that he got, like 10 years, $300 million or something like that? Yeah, that's what I, I believe. Think. Yeah, I believe that was yeah. the offer he got so, from Boston. He, that's the offer he got, so maybe he thought that was going to be the best offer he was going to get right off the bat. Then he goes ahead and gets traded, and then he starts having these calls with the Dodgers. And, you know, once they put it on the table that he can get, you know, 
deal that he got, I think he was going to be, you know, hands down, I'm going to take it, especially with everything that's going on currently. Um, mm-hmm. Why not get the guaranteed money that you're going to get? Uh, I think he just had, I think with the signing bonus was like 65 million. So, yeah, I, I mean, maybe he, he, you know, he used COVID. He saw COVID as you never know what's going to happen. So let's get a deal done now. Uh, and let me get paid now Absolutely. rather than try to test Absolutely. But it kind of debunks. There is a theory that like teams would not be giving out these big contracts right now with the uncertainty. And that's, this certainly debunks that. Yeah. It does. It does. But I mean, there's one thing though, I, I guess with, uh, when you have a guy like Mookie Betts, who is now going to be the backbone of your, your team, along with a Cody Bellinger and a Walker mm-hmm. Bueller, you mm-hmm. kind of want to get him signed now. They have time to sign Bellinger. They have time to sign Bueller. So sure. I think by the time both those guys even come close to uh, a year than like the last year of arbitration or something, um, they're going to have a lot of money off the books. So mm-hmm. they'll mm-hmm. be able to have no problems in, term, in terms of signing Bellinger. Um, so it, I guess they kind of just knew they had to get it done. I mean, Mookie deserves it. Like Scott said, he's one of the top players in the league. Yeah, top, um, top former three, MVP. top five. Yeah. Former MVP, MVP caliber player going forward. I mean, you just had it. You had to lock him up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and they're obviously the team to beat in the majors now. Um, <laughs> after getting, even after you're adding bets, now you lock them up for 12 years. I don't like the yeah. and and like you look at their farm system and it's like they're stocked with top prospects for the next five years to come. Yeah. Um, they they have great pitcher after great pitcher in their farm system, great hitter after great hitter in their farm system. Uh, they have the ability to, to have like a $300 million payroll every season. So like they're, they're, they're just going to lock up everybody and they're, they have to win a world series sooner or later. Yeah. It's yeah. just going to happen. How many, how many do you think they need to win to justify this 13 years that they're going to have Mookie? Cause you got to figure towards the end, he won't be, the Mookie that we know. Three. The way I see it. Yeah, I was uh, thinking like two to three. I'm thinking just in terms of a, a Dodger fan standpoint, yeah, they're going to want Mopu, but yeah. um, for a Dodgers team that hasn't won a World Series in X many years and has had the expectations yeah. and have had the expectations almost every year since, I think one The is first gonna one be, is going to be huge. Yeah. 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 You will see, yeah, I, I think especially for L.A., um, like LA has become a basketball town, but uh, like you saw how you know how huge the the two Kings Stanley Cups were for LA and for mm-hmm. you know the baseball team for, for the Dodgers who are you know even though it's a basketball town the Dodgers are the favorite team in that city um, and it's been 32 years now since they've won a World Series. Um, when the when they finally win one, I think like that city's going to be shut down for a month. <laughs> Maybe, and yeah. then the Lakers will win one this year too, and they'll just yeah. LA will be uh will be the new Boston. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, let's move on with with the uh, NL. Uh, I obviously we're going to start from the uh, bottom up, uh, right. which puts us at the Miami Marlins. And we can move on, right? Like we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what is? What, I mean, I think they'll be watchable this year, which is good. But they're not going to be like they you know, have amazing. some major leaguers now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's about time. But, yeah, I mean, 
they they have some formidable uh, uh, veterans coming in and hoping to just get some playing time and try and you know lead these young guys, um, mm-hmm, get them mm-hmm. to understand you know the, the aspects of the game. Um, you have Francisco Cervelli, who looks like he he's probably going to be backup to Jorge Alfaro at catcher. I think they'll split. Time. I think they'll pretty much split time. You think they'll split? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, then you also got you know Jesus Aguilar, and I got honestly one of the bigger ones that I liked in terms of their signings was uh, the Jonathan same one as me. Yep, same yeah. as me. Jonathan Vior was a f- was worth four wins last year. Yeah, like he's yeah, he's he, one of the most underrated players in the league. Nobody talks about this guy. Absolutely, I think he'll be trade bait at the deadline. Potentially, yeah, ab- like him, ab- absolutely. Him, but I mean, it's yeah. still a matter of they they're the ones who got out there and be able to get him on a pretty friendly deal. Yeah. Um, him and uh, and uh, Corey Dickerson. Yeah, like Dickerson's a good player. I like a lot. Um, and like he was really good in Pittsburgh. Uh, got traded to Philly. Was good with Philly down the stretch last year. Now signs with uh, with Miami. Uh, like you know, on like a prove it deal that he shouldn't have had to sign. And uh, and, and even before Pittsburgh, he was good with Tampa Bay. Um, like he's just, he's a mm-hmm. good fielder, good hitter, has a, has a ton of pop, hits for average, gets on base. Like it's just a good player that again, it, it's a, it's one that nobody really talks about. Yeah. And I for mean, some reason, I think what we're getting to is like, they'll, they'll be entertaining to watch this year. Cause they're like, they have major leaguers. They have actual players. Yeah. But it just sucks. Like the NL East is, I mean, one of the best divisions in baseball. Yeah, you know, yeah, so it's absolutely. like if they were in the central, they probably wouldn't come in last. If they were in the NL Central, probably better than the, the Pirates, maybe. I, oh, I think easily better than the Pirates. I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think they have a better young core than the than the Pirates have, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna get killed by their schedule, so the record may be a little misleading. But I think they'll play, you know, fairly decent, and you know, be able mm-hmm. to be proud of themselves after the sixty games for the, the mm-hmm. progress. Mm-hmm. And if they could flip the say, for prospects, that'd be great. Yeah. I will say one guy that I, I like on the Marlins um, just as a whole is uh, Brian Anderson. Uh, he's going to be mm-hmm. entering his age 27 yeah. season. He had a very good year last year. Uh, 261, 342, 468 slash line, 811 OPS that led the team. So I, I think he's someone you definitely want to keep an eye on because he's going to be a good piece for that Marlins team going forward. Yeah. He's on my fantasy team too, so I'll definitely keep an eye on him, Pat. He uh, he reminds me of a uh, a Whit Merrifield type. He's yeah he's been he's mm-hmm. able to play the corner outfield. Yeah, he's played third. I believe he played a Play little second. first last year. Play, played yeah, plays first, plays a little second base. Good hitter, good hitter. Gets on base at a good clip. Got uh got on base at a uh, I just had it in front of me. Um, got a base three forty two clip last year. Damn. Against That's a two sixty one against a two sixty one batting average. Yeah, it looks like last year he split Good time player. mostly at third base and right field. Yeah. Um, but that goes to show you he has versatility to play a couple of corner positions. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you've got the big guy Aguilar who's going to be there in Mass and Taters. He'll put up 10 home yeah. runs in a 60-game season. Is that, is that your number, Chris? Is like 10 and 60? That's, that's like I your think impressive that's, number? I think that's like a good I, – I think that's like real solid is like 10. I think impressive yeah. would be like 15. Like 15. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you got well. I mean, also take into account the uh, 
the potential of the ball being still juiced. So don't be surprised. Uh, yeah, possibly. <laughs> Possibly. A handful of guys having like 15, 20. Yeah. I, mean, someone I'm, just I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Be so, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, their rotation is like a bit of a question mark. Um, you've got uh, Caleb Smith, who's coming off a uh, – I believe he was an all-star last year for them. Um, but uh, certainly had a, had a solid year, 4.52 ERA. Mm-hmm. Year before, 4.19 ERA. Um you know he's he's a guy that they uh, want to be their ace. It seems um, alongside uh, uh, what's his name, Sandy Alcantara. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from that, Jose Urania has has got to show something soon. Uh, he's going to be twenty nine this season and has been uh, all over the place pretty much for his career. Like you know, he had a couple seasons of a, of a high three ERA. Uh, a season of, of a low six ERA. He was low five ERA last year. Um, he's got to put something together soon. Um, otherwise, otherwise it's going to be some problems for them. Um, you know, like if they, if, because they don't have any farm system really. No, they don't. They got, and they it, got fleeced in the Yelich trade. They got <laughs> fleeced in the Stanton trade. They got fleeced in the Ozuna trade. So yep. they, and they, they haven't drafted particularly well. Um no. They've, I mean, they, they have uh, one, um, you know, Victor Mesa Jr., who they signed uh, probably two, two winners ago now, um, mm-hmm. who he's an A-ball, but he'll be up maybe in a couple years. Um, and then his brother, Victor Victor Mesa, who they also signed. That's not same, his actual name, is it? It's, it's Victor Mesa it and Victor Victor Mesa. That's a fact. Very, very funny. I don't want um, to make fun of it because I feel like it's a, a family thing, but that's fucking weird. I so. believe it is a family name because I believe their father is also Victor Mesa, and I think they have like a like a grandfather Victor Mesa. So then, why, so then, when did they figure out they had to add the second Victor in there? Well, you don't want to confuse. You don't want to confuse, but you've already got Victor Mesa and Victor Mesa and Victor Mesa. So you got to have Victor Victor Mesa. I mean, Victor squared, man. But uh, they, I mean, they do have the their their top prospect in the organization. Uh, it can go it can go either way. There's Jazz Chisholm, who's the shortstop. They uh, got him from Arizona a year ago, um, and then JJ Blade, who they drafted in the first round last year. He's an outfielder. He's their uh, Fangraphs has them has him as as the number three prospect in the organization and the number fifty one prospect overall in baseball. Let's um, also not forget about uh, that pitcher they received, I believe it was from Philly in the Real Muto trade. Oh, uh, yes, uh, Sixto Sanchez, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's their top p- so, pitching I mean, prospect. I think they're hoping that he's going to reach the majors this year. He's expected to, and I think yeah. he's going to end up being in that rotation at some point. Maybe even towards certainly. the end of July, uh, depending on how good the rotation does up front. Because they already have a young rotation with um, – Alcantara, Alcantara, whatever pronounces his last name. I think it's Alcantara. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, and then, and then Smith, uh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Yeah, that's. I was just going to say him because I, I had forgotten him. Um, he's he's another big prospect. So they're they're kind of hoping that their big guys pan out soon. Um, yeah. And if not, they're going to have to try something else. But they do they do have some help on the way. It's just we have no idea when on the way is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I can't believe we talked that much about the Marlins, to be honest. Crazy, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> just, let's move on, then. We'll move on to uh, fourth place. Move. Fourth next place to, in the East the is pretty Phillies. tough. Yeah. Next, okay. next to the Phillies. Um, I feel like we could could we could have like tossed a coin, tossed a tossed a coin. Oh my god, tossed a coin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we could rock with the Phillies. I'll, I'll accept that. So now the Phillies, um, the Phillies are kind of uh, interesting. You know, interesting, and they're also a little bit. Uh, there's there's some fallback from the uh, from the Betts contract to the Phillies because now. You could argue that JT Real Muto is the top hitter on the market, um, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's now a lot of pressure on them to get a contract worked out with him, because if not, if he reaches free agency, you gotta believe that somebody's gonna give him a hundred million dollars. Somebody's gonna fork over the money for him, and the Phillies are gonna gonna risk being outpriced if he reaches the open market. Yeah, they've got to reach something with him soon. Yeah, I mean he's the second best catcher in baseball. So he's who do you have? Get... Who do you have above him? Gary. I, I, th- I don't think Gary's the best catcher in baseball. I think no. it's come on, I have Gary. It's it's oh. Real Muto. No. It's Real can Muto. Can Real that? Muto can free pitches. Yeah, I mean I come Gary. on. The most, Real Muto, Grandal, and like Mitch Garver, the top three catchers in baseball. We discussed this. The yeah, day. yeah. I, um, I, I think Gary I think Gary's there, like four. His his defense yeah. is still. Miles because behind it's the previous so year. atrocious. I can't. How like how you're? We're Yankee fans. How many pass balls do we have to watch Gary make? I watch a lot, but I also watch him hit all <laughs> the home runs that no one else hits. <laughs> yeah, but Real Muto hits the home offensive runs too. side of the ball then, because you clearly aren't seeing what he does defensively. And Real Muto hits for hits for a far higher average than Gary does. Strikes out far less, and also plays better defense and has a better arm and throws out more hitters, more runners. Excuse me. And frames pitches that, like one of the best pitch framers in baseball. That's fine. I'll still take Real Gary. Muto is the better. Real Muto is the better catcher. Is the best catcher in baseball. I don't think it's even a competition. Pat, do you think it's? Do you think it's even remotely close? Oh, oh, Pat's, Pat's Rose. wanting to take your. Team, but I mean, come yes, on. <laughs> so technical that, diff- difficulties really here. <laughs> Pat is frozen a little bit. Um, I'm going to mute him until he comes back. Um, now, oh, Pat, Hi, Pat is there. We go. Pat's back. Sorry about that, everybody. Okay, Pat, what were you saying? Tough. Shoot, did we lose him again? No, I was just saying with, with um, I don't want to get too far off um, topic, but I mean, I respect that you want to take the the Yankee, but it, it's hard. You, I'm over this he debate. Froze, he froze anyway, again. So you think matter. you think you think it's a homer <laughs> pick? I'm, I'm assuming Pat is saying it's a homer pick. Oh, I mean. I guess. Yes, I mean, that's yes, fair. Sir. I don't. I mean, it does. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Brimuto still deserves a hundred million. So yeah. Um, now, so they've got running down their lineup. They've got McCutcheon bouncing back, hopefully from the uh, from the uh, big knee injury he had. Harper, who had a really good season last year, 
Um, but people don't really talk about it because like, I don't know for uh, there's a lot expected of him, but he had a really good mm-hmm. year, 35 home runs last year. Um, you've got uh, JT real Muto Jay Bruce is DHing. That's, that's all I want from him. I don't want him playing the field at this point. Yeah. Reese Hoskins is going yeah, to hit 15 home runs. Didi's going to hit like 12, 13 home runs. Uh, Gene Segura is your seven hitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott Kingery playing second base, Adam Hazley in, le- in center field, um, hoping that he breaks out this year. Uh, yeah, like it's a solid got a, lineup, got a really good lineup. Um, and then, and you know what? And the, the top half of their rotation is good too. You've got Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, the big contract he just got, uh, mm-hmm. Jake Arietta, who they've, they've said looks good in, in spring, in a uh, summer camp. Uh, has been working out some pitches, laying off his like you know his his fastball and relying on that sinker more. Um, yeah, and then you've got Zach Eflin. I I I'm like, I think Zach Eflin's kind of good. He's I'm not a fan bad. Of him. He's not a bad four. Fourth, four th- yeah, sure. I think he's a not I think a he's a really four. good four. Yeah, uh, four thirteen ERA last year, and it looks like he's like the five in the rotation. I think he's a great five and a really good four. Um, the, the biggest question mark for them is their, is their bullpen because you've got Robertson hurt, uh, still, um, as always. yeah, Hector Neris is your closer and Hector Neris is, is just all over the place. You yeah. have no idea what you're going to get from him when he comes into the game. Other than that, like you've got maybe Nick Pavetta might have a good season. Tommy Hunter has been pretty good in the bullpen lately, mm-hmm. but, uh, like after that, it's, it's, it's no bullpen's a crapshoot. Yeah. It's nobody yeah. after that. So their their bullpen is the is the catalyst. You know, their bullpen's gonna have mm-hmm. to uh their bullpen's gonna have to just exceed all expectations. Yeah, and doesn't Noah have to have like kind of a back a bounce back year this year? Um like not a huge one, but like he wasn't as good as the first no, year. No, he wasn't as good stage. as yeah, no. he wasn't as good as his twenty eighteen season, yeah. but he still wasn't bad. He had a three eight seven ERA last year. Uh, and had the the highest K through nine, uh, you know, clip of his career. Um, I'm yeah, just thinking I mean, with was, the bullpen that bad. Maybe he's going to need better. to. He's well, going to need he, to be what he was in 2018. Yeah. When he was, I think he finished third in Cy Young that year. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, you know, Arietta probably not going to give you the length. No. I don't yeah, know I, if Wheeler's ever been the guy to give you length. You're going to need Noah with that bad bullpen to, you know, be a horse. Nola's gonna have to give you seven innings a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Wheeler, Wheeler had he had a great second half last year. Awesome second half. Outside of that's what outside got him DeGrom, the contract. He's the best pitcher. Yeah. Um, he just needs to continue that because he hasn't proven that he can be on the field and do that consistently, and Correct. that's been his issue. Um, Correct. So I mean, if he can do that on a on a consistent basis, which over sixty games should be, especially since it's you know he's coming off the year that he had. Um, I think that is going to be key, you know, that he needs to step up mm. and really do something with Nola, you know, um, floundering a little bit last year and Arietta mm. not being the same guy he was, obviously, as he gauges. Uh, and then after him, like you said, it's really it, – it's, you know, up for grabs with um, Eflin and Velasquez and whoever else they may be yeah, um, I, looking yeah. at. Velasquez showed last year that he's probably their, like, fourth best outfielder. If you yeah. remember that game yeah. against Chicago <laughs> when he played left field, threw a guy out at the plate, made a diving catch. Um, so if all else fails, you know, at least he can be a defensive replacement. Um, but, yeah, he's he's another guy who 
had his best season in 2016 and has been, I'd say, mediocre since. Um, yeah. He said he's, he's got a – this is probably the last straw for him in Philly. Um, if he doesn't, if he doesn't prove himself this year as a formidable starter, I think his time is up and they're going to be, uh, yeah, I think, um, there's the Spencer Howard is the pitcher, uh, who's their top pitching prospect who they're probably figuring, uh, is going to take his spot if he's, if he does not perform quickly. Yeah. And I, I want to go back to Zach Wheeler too, cause his wife is pregnant. I believe they, ju- they actually just had the baby today. Uh, so he is will he staying? Be back. He will be back, uh, I believe, the uh, on Saturday that I read today, that he will be pitching on Saturday. Which awesome. is he's three. not going to miss any part of the he season. He won't then. miss any games. No. Well, that's pretty big for them because I yes, know it's, huge. it, was, it were, was a concern. They were worried that he would have to possibly quarantine for 14 days or something. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, his wife had the baby today. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if he was in – summer camp uh or if he or if he had been with his wife but uh she had the baby today uh congratulations to both of them i know they're both listening right now um, obviously so uh so texted him before yeah uh uh but yeah so they had the baby today and uh according to i believe ken rosenthal it was he's going to be pitching on saturday yeah okay well that's good then Definitely yeah. makes it a little smoother for the Phillies. I, I, I like the Phillies. I, I know we have them in fourth here, I guess, but well, well, this is this is based on the uh, standings last season. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I'll save yeah. my uh, rant then. Yeah, no, I, I think. Well, if it, if it makes anyone feel any better, I had uh, the Phillies finishing um, third, but um, you know, clearly with two, three, and four. Um, it could really go any way when it comes to the East. I think, yeah, Pat, mm-hmm. I think the, I think the NL East is a lot like the NL Central. I think two, three, four are going to be within a game or two of each other. Yeah. We say that every year too about yeah. this division. Um, I think the Phillies, I think this is the year the Phillies finally take the step. Uh, I think their lineup's uh, awesome. Uh, I don't think yeah. there's, I don't think there's really a hole in it except for maybe Hazley. Um, and even then, you know, uh, even you know, even then, if if you're going to split between you know uh, different um, uh, you know pitching splits, you've got Nick Williams who can play center, you've got Roman Quinn who can play center, um, but I think they're hoping Hazley's the guy. Uh, yeah. He was drafted in the first round three years ago. Now um, it's time to step up because obviously, like they drafted Mickey Moniak first overall a couple of years ago. He's still in like high A right now. Uh, he spent five years in the minors. Has, does does not seem he like he will ever see the majors. Uh, so they're hoping that Hazley's the guy. Um, but yeah, they've got a really good lineup, a, a good mm-hmm. top third of the rotation, um, and then you know a couple question marks there with Velasquez and, and Eflin, and potentially the rookie Spencer Howard. Uh, but then obviously they they really just need the bullpen to uh, yeah. to be good. Uh, to and they're really, all expectations. they're really not the only team in this division with those questions. Like I feel Absolutely. like the four or five for this division for a lot of teams is questionable and the bullpens are questionable for some of them too. So, I mean, they're right on par with the division. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Like I said, I think this is a really good team. Uh, I think they're yeah. better than they were last year. 
Uh, I think some, you know, some people have grown. Like I think Kangaroo is going to take a big step up. Uh, I think Hoskins, is, he, he had a kind of a rough season last year. I think he's going to get back to what he was the year before. I think Dee's going to rebound after after his, you know, uh, injury-shortened season. Yeah, I hope um, Dee kills yeah, it. I, I, uh, me too. Dee uh, probably my favorite player in baseball, honestly. I, yeah, I feel like that's there. a weird pick, but, like, I, I just – I love Dee so much. It's weird um, for people who, like, didn't, uh, like, didn't watch Dee Dee. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, Pat to likes like, Dee Dee, too. Like, but... To be like, like Dee Gregorius is your favorite player? Like, yeah, Dee my favorite player. Yeah. He's, like, my, he my favorite person. Yeah. Not yeah, player. Yeah, person. <laughs> I'm gonna invite him to my wedding. I hope he comes. I want to dance with him. Yeah. Um, so we move on after that. Uh, did anybody else have anything to say about the Phillies? No, no. I think they're good. I think Joe Girardi would be good for them. Yes, I think Girardi's a, the the thing with Girardi that's gonna help them is Girardi's a good bullpen manager. He he knows yep. when to give guys rest and he knows when to you know utilize those kind of splits. But the difference between this and his management with the Yankees is he had guys like Mariano, Rafael Soriano, Batances, like Robertson, Miller. He had really, really, really good relievers and he Mm -hmm. doesn't really have that here. So we'll see if it was just like, oh, I'm good with what I had or I'm a good bullpen manager. So we'll see uh, what, what it is this season. Yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, I'm ready to move on. Besides, I just want to give Girardi the, the props. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, next would be the Mets. Uh, Mets okay. finished third last year. Um, tough week a lot of people have too. tough week. A lot of people have the Mets, uh, winning this division. Um, and in this, I'm going to defer to Pat, the Mets fan, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say, I don't see it. I don't see it anymore. Pat. Yeah. Me, say me being the Mets fan. Um, obviously, a uh, division title would be nice, but uh, I didn't have them winning the division. I did have them coming in second um, okay. behind the Braves, who we'll get to. Uh, the biggest problem with the Mets is they always have that they, – they get off to a good start, and then they have like a month-long stint where there's mm-hmm. nothing can go right. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they figure out what's going on, it's, it's already too late. Um, so they had a great second half last year, um, you know, and, and they have guys who can easily – lead the team to victory with, you know, McNeil and Alonzo and Conforto and, and all of these guys. Um, but it, it just seems that it can never be – the entire team can never be as cohesive as they're supposed to be. If the offense is on, the pitching is off. If the pitching is off, the, the uh, if the pitching is on, the offense is off. It's just never meshed well. Um, I would like to think in a 60-game season it, it is a second half for them, so maybe it'll be – good um mm-hmm. but it looks like they've already been bit by the, the injury bug uh a little bit now they yeah. just uh, announced today that stroman has a muscle tear in his calf uh mm-hmm. so he'll be missing um i'm not sure exactly the timetable i wouldn't him. be surprised if he misses the season I mean, yeah, yeah i mean it, it, would suck. It, it would suck he may, he may potentially um and then one of their bullpens arms in robert gazelman is out yeah. um and i think so it, it's one of your best suck. relievers it's going to suck, um, but in terms of who they will have on the field and a couple of the um, options they've had at DH, I think they still have a decent chance of being a wildcard team. Um, I think so. I think that's possible for sure. I mean, and you also have the best pitcher in baseball, uh, arguably, uh, in Jacob deGrom, um, who's going to be taking the bump every fifth, every fifth day. Is he back, and behind, 
DeGrom is back. Yeah, it was just yeah. – I think it was just some tightness, a muscle – I think a back spasm. Um, he's fine. He's he said he's ready to go. Though. It's scary. Uh, but then behind him, if you're not going to have Stroman, you're going to have mm-hmm. Mats, who has not been the guy who they wanted to be. And then you have guys like Waka and Porcello, who are kind of trying to have prove-it years. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Off- offensively, like we said, they, they have very good offensive pieces. Pete Alonso home run threat, obviously. Jeff McNeil, batting title threat. Um, Conforto, can, as long as he is healthy, he can be a very powerful, um, you know, three or three, four or five hitter, whatever they want to do the mm-hmm. lineup. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure every Met fan has their opinion on how they do that. Um, and then you got guys like J.D. Davis and Donald Smith who might come off the bench or even D.H. every couple of days. Um, you know, the D.H. in the NL definitely helps the Mets a lot. Uh, but one guy who is looking to have a big year and Met fans hope he has a big year is Giannis Cespedes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if yeah. he can just do a, a fraction of what he did uh, back in 2015, that second half when the Mets required him, um, I think they have a good shot at uh, making some noise. Yeah, Giannis Cespedes' season definitely cannot be a bore. No, you know? no. See what I he did also there, shouldn't see. He, he shouldn't see the field at all. He should be DH no. the entire no. season. He, I don't know why they had him in DH-ing. left field against the Yankees in the scrimmage. He is DHing. He's set to DH. Um, I I'm, mm-hmm. I would like them to keep it like that year round, but um, yeah. for the season. But they are going to have to find a way to get you know like a Dom Smith in the lineup, and and you know. I personally don't like seeing Cano in the lineup every single day. I don't no, know. No, not at this point. Why that's no. the case. Um, if anything, it could have been. I mean, McNeil can play third, but his natural position is probably second. Is second. Technically, I'm wondering because Cano is his arm is so strong. Would you would you consider moving Cano to third and flipping no, I him? Would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I don't think he he's. Got the agility, not at thirty six. I don't think he has the agility anymore either. The arm, obviously, the arm is there, but he he does not have the agility to to play the hot corner. I yeah, mean, well, I know, I know, girl, I know years ago he, yeah, but it, it just seems like he he makes it look so easy at second base, like, and you would hope that like he can try. I don't have really having trouble doing something. Shortly, you know, in, in the easiest terms possible. He is too old to play third base, and he doesn't have the athletic ability he wants to. I think he's too he's old got to play the arm. second base. Yeah, he should be. I would like him to be DH. I mean, the whole point that this trade occurred is they had the idea that the DH was going to be um, in National League, and now it is, and they're not going to take advantage of it. So yeah, because you need I don't like that he's going to be in the field. The There's a lot. That's the that's like a blessing for the Mets because they have so many DH options, but then a burden because then you got guys like Cespedes and Cano and mm-hmm. you know even you can even say a guy like JD Davis and Don Smith who right now mm-hmm. don't have positions. I mean Smith's a first yeah. baseman, he's blocked. JD Davis can play outfield. He's supposed to be an infielder, but he's terrible at third. Um, yeah. I so think I think uh Davis is probably gonna play left field majority of like he might he be the primary left fielder this season he is right now i think he's slotted yeah. in their depth shot as a yeah. uh everyday left fielder and i i like nimmo in center i think i think center is his best position i i mm-hmm. really hate when they put conforto in center because he he doesn't have the range for center field he's a corner outfielder through and through yeah um so i like him in right though i prefer him in left uh but i don't think davis can play right uh so you kind of have to put davis in left um, and I, I, yeah, I, 
even though McNeil played really well in the outfield, frankly, he's an infielder. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, then looking to the other side of the ball, I mean, we know what the we, we talked about the rotation. The it, it, I think the, we need to talk more about the rotation. To be because honest. now, yeah, now without Stroman, without we we already know Syndergaard's not there for the season. It looks like Stroman yeah. could potentially could potentially miss the season. Yeah. Um, and now Matts is your number two. And then Porcello's your number three, Waka's yeah. your number four, and then who like who and I, I saw Ramirez is the five now. Yeah, I saw Andy Martino, Andy whatever his name is. I think he tweeted that like Lugo will not be the replacement for No Lugo, Lugo, Lugo should shouldn't. be the closer. But what I want to what I want to ask you, is, Pat, you go ahead and finish. Go uh, I think I said this in the past. If you looked at his Lugo's numbers from um, mm-hmm. from starter to reliever. Yeah. In terms of games pitch, they're very similar. In terms of innings pitch, I believe it's very similar. But he shines as a reliever. He yes. is the best arm in that bullpen. And uh, with a bullpen that was terrible last year, I know you they hope for bounce back years from Diaz and Familia and the addition of Batances, who was already coming off of an injury played last year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not taking the one guy in that bullpen I trust out. I'm not doing it. You know, I, I'd rather find another formidable fifth starter, throw him there, um, and just keep my best reliever where he I know he shines, and mm-hmm. that's in the bullpen, in the well, back end of that bullpen. What I was going to ask is because I know Mets starting pitching depth is not a strength, is what if they used an opener for their fifth guy, and who would it be if they did it? Could you see Lugo starting and then going to the fifth guy that – Christian. I don't want Lugo. I don't want Lugo to start. I, would, I, would I want him. I want him in a high. If anything, I want him in a high pressure situation because that's going to happen. Where you need to have a guy on the mound who's going to be able to get that big out, and he's going to be the guy I trust most. So is there? So a I don't guy want him open. Who would open? Uh, probably Paul uh, Seawald. Yeah, a Paul Seawald maybe. Uh, um, yeah, I'd have to see because I know they got a couple more injuries there, and Brad Brock is also injured, so he's mm-hmm. not playing. Uh, Jared Hughes, who they had signed to a, a minor league deal, I think it was. He's out. Um, How I mean, long is Gazelman out? I don't it know. It doesn't seem like there's a timetable time right now. I don't have a timetable on him yet. It just um, says triceps tightness. It, it, so maybe it could be day-to-day, but it could be weeks. Who, who the hell knows with that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – Yeah. <sighs> like I said, I, I think yeah. I think Lugo's the closer. I think Lugo is the best reliever on the team. Right now, he's proven that he is the guy you want in the big spot. Yeah. Uh, Diaz I, I, needs to. Diaz I still was have so faith in Diaz. Last year. He was, but I still have faith. I, I still have faith in him. I really hope he sure. finds a slider because sure. uh, that was big for him. He didn't have his slider at all last year. So mm-hmm. his slider was flat as hell every time he threw it, and that's yeah. what killed him. And he didn't he was, hit his yeah, spot. Yeah, he got lit up last year. Yeah. Um, so you just you, you need uh, him to. Come bounce back. You need Familia and that sinker to come back, or, or split. split yeah, you need Familia to have a good season. You need Justin Wilson to have a good season. You need Batanzas. Justin Wilson's back. another guy who I like. Um, yeah. I mean, you could even throw him out there with a uh, as a starter, but uh, not a starter, but like an opener. The uh, issue but, with Wilson though is that because he they signed him as a lefty specialist, but now this year they have that three batter rule. That's what I was about to say. Like they have yeah. three batter rule, so like even if you wanted to use him as a lefty specialist, there's no point anymore. Because yeah. he's going to have to face the next two guys anyway. Yeah. So if you wanted to go an opener option, maybe you go him. I mean, sure, not the first sure. person I think of. First person I think of would probably be like a Paul Seawald 
or uh, a Robert Gazelman if he was healthy. If he's um, there, yeah. Seawald and Gazelman are your openers if Gazelman's healthy. Yeah. Otherwise, maybe like Corey Oswald. I I, I don't he know. He would probably that, be. Yeah, he would be the next next best thing. Honestly, yeah. he's, uh, he he'll probably end up being in the in the bullpen at this point. I, I don't know. Actually, they might put him as the fifth starter. I honestly don't know. I don't know what they're thinking right now. Yeah, it's really hard to to know what you know Brody Van Wagenen and Co are thinking with that roster. Cause, yeah, like yeah. like I mean, like we said, now Stroman there really throws a wrench into their plans because the guy that you signed to be the number five starter is now your three starter the guy who you signed to be a potential opener or long reliever is now your four starter in Waka. Yeah. And now you have no idea who your fifth starter is, whether it's a Aras, uh, Ramirez, Paul Sewold, Corey Oswald, who the hell knows? Yeah. It was the position the Mets couldn't afford to have something go wrong at. Right. And, yeah. right. and the, they and came into this, they came into the season with potentially the best rotation in baseball. Mm-hmm. Having Degrom, Syndergaard, Stroman, uh, Mats, and then one of Purcello or Waka, and now that now it, like you've just got Degrom, yeah, because Mats is and not I'm not a, even not I'm not surprised at this point. I, I saw the 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 Stroman injury and I'm just like makes sense. Yeah, it, that would happen. I was so I, I'm not even surprised. Yeah, it's a very yeah, you're a big Stroman guy too, Scott. To you love Stroman. Big Stroman guy. I, I was very upset for him. I hope he comes back, but like. Probably shouldn't come back. He's a free agent. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I I might not want to hurt my. Yeah, I might not want to hurt my stock if I'm if I'm him. I might just want to sit the season out and you know let let my yeah. uh, my my good season <laughs> from last year speak for itself and hope that I'll get a good contract off of it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's what I would do too. Um. Yeah, but I mean, and to go back to the lineup a little bit, the DH does open some things up for guys like Dominic Smith, who otherwise wouldn't really have a position, and uh, has shown that he can kind of he can hit pretty well recently. Um, it just hasn't gotten that opportunity at the big league. He level. had he had good numbers last year coming off the yeah. bench. Yeah. So I hope he gets you know more chances. Um, you know, any way that it is, if he's playing mm-hmm. left or if they you, they want to sit. Alonzo, have him be the DH and, and put Dom, who's more shorthanded at first. Um, I mean, they, they have a lot of things that they can do, but uh, yeah, the injury bug has already hit them, and uh, you know you almost worry about how the next couple weeks are going to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, with that, uh, I think we're I think we're good on the Mets right now. I think we can move yeah. on mm-hmm. to move the on. Uh, World Series champion Washington Nationals. Yes. Um, you know they're a bit of a question mark I, I'd say because they obviously they lost Rendon mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Zimmerman opted Jesus. out of the season um, and so now their first baseman is Eric Thames um, who I you know I don't think is an everyday player so you 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 know who's going to be hit the backup first baseman is the big question because there's nobody that really stands out uh, in that well right now area. based on their depth chart that I'm taking a look at Outside of Thames, Is their like secondary first baseman, Howie Kendrick. Yeah, okay. So, and then to round out their lineup while, while we're looking at it, catcher, you're going to have Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Um, at second base, I'll have potentially Stalin Castro. Third base right now, it looks like it, they could go any way of these four ways. Um, Howie Kendrick as Drupal Cabrera or their young prospect, Carter Keeboom. Who's yeah. their shortstop prospect, but of course he is blocked by Trey Turner, who you know I think is going to have a great year. 
And then I think in the outfield, really blossomed recently. I think he's yeah, turned into one of the better shortstops in the league. Mm-hmm. In the outfield, you got one of my favorite players in the league currently in Juan Soto, who Absolutely. I think is going to be an MVP candidate this year. You know, bold words by me. Uh, and then center field, you got Victor Robles, right field, Adam Eaton. So the loss of Rendon definitely hurts them. So you need to look for guys like Turner and Soto and Robles to, and even Keyboom. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's it sucks that he's going to have some pressure on him, but if he's taking over that that third base spot, he, he's got big shoes to fill with the uh, huge MVP shoes with, to fill. Yeah, with yeah. with Rendon gone. Um, yeah, huge yeah. shoes to fill. I I think uh, I I do think uh, Keyboom will uh, be the starting third baseman to start the season. They haven't announced anything yet, uh, but uh, I think he, it seems like he's made the team. Um, they against the, again they haven't announced otherwise. So I think Keyboom's going to be the starter. Uh, when this drops, it'll be tonight um, against the Yankees. Uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's some – like, is Starlin Castro still an everyday second baseman? The crazy thing is, though, he's only – he only just turned 30. Like, yeah. it feels like it feels he's like been, he's in, the been in the league for, a, for like, two decades. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, he's still young. Uh, I'm just going to take a look at his stats last year. All right, so last year – he had 636 uh, at bats, 270 average, 22 home runs, and a 736 OPS. That's pretty good. I would take that. My take that as my numbers for my starting second baseman. And he played every single game, right, Pat? Um, games played. He yes, he did. 162 yeah. games. Yeah, and I mean he's listed all over their depth chart: second, third, short. I mean he's not going to play short, but no, I mean, we won't play short. Chris, I think he's, I do think Carter Keyboom's going to get the nod at third more often than not, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if they do like Starlin at second and Cabrera at third or flip flop it somehow um, well, opening th- day. But I think Keyboom's going to get more action than he won't get than than not. Sure, sure. Here's the thing though with with the uh, with the veterans like, and this happened last year, is that the guys like uh, the guys like um, like Kendrick. And and uh, as Drupal and stuff like they would tell, uh, you know, they would tell the manager like, hey, uh, I need a day. I'm old. I need a day. Yeah. So like, um, and it so worked. That, and, and there's a <laughs> lot of it did work. But there's a lot of old guys in this lineup. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of old guys on this team. A lot of old guys, but a lot of guys who uh, will probably look, be look at look at the one look at the old dude last year and the, the work that he did. I know um, to help lead them and how Kendrick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he had a great year last year, uh, yeah. especially in the playoffs. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take a look at his postseason numbers. Too. Like, yes, it was see, 37 now. Um, 18 hits, four doubles. The and big home runs in the playoffs, like, yeah. I mean, he had a great year for them last year, and I think you know that yeah. they're, they're going to rely on him just as much this year with the loss of uh, Rendon. Sure, yeah. sure, and and Zimmerman, who's you know they're I you know even though he's not the player he used to I'm be, not, I still think Zimmerman's the face of the franchise. He's just been he like is, he's been that guy for. Hey, I'm going to say years. Yeah, I'm going to say. I think of. You know, absolute absolute respect to Ryan Zimmerman. Um, you know. Obviously absolutely getting game. his number, you know, absolutely yeah. getting his number retired. I think would be the first national to get his number retired because I don't think they retired Jason Worth. No, they haven't. Um, yeah. But basically, what I'm what I'm saying is like uh, Ryan Zimmerman, you know, you know, God bless him. Um, yeah, being a Met fan, it sucks seeing the the Nationals win the mm-hmm. World Series, but mm-hmm. 
I think for a guy who's been with the team since its inception, um, he kind of deserved it in, in terms of getting that ring. And I, I'd be fine if he just called it quits right now. I mean, going out on top. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see – I mean, this would have been a great year for him because he could have been the DH every day. So he wouldn't exactly. have had to worry about the field exactly. or anything like that. But, um, you know, he's, he's decided to sit out because of um, the pandemic. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does – um, call it a career um, after yeah. this year. I mean, you, you go out on top. This sucked as a year, but you would have been, you know, if there was no DH involved, you probably wouldn't have seen too many at-bats. Um, so I think, like, it's almost like perfect timing for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about their pitching, Chris, because I feel yeah, like – they're pitching the, – uh, there's not a better top three in uh, in baseball. You've got Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin. Um, they're going to they're gonna carry you all the way. I agree. And money Day. I personally, when it came to their uh, free agents um, pool, what they should have looked at, I think the re-signing of Rendon would have been the better of the two, but they mm-hmm. still were able to get Strasburg back. Um, it, it gives them uh, an absolute amazing top three in terms of Scherzer, Strasburg, and, and Corbin. Um, mm-hmm. So as long as the money go becomes well spent and Strasburg lives up to every penny that he uh, he's earned. I mean, he did a very – his numbers last year were very good. 332 ERA, 104 whip, 251 strikeouts. So you can't yeah. really ask much more of a two. I mean, any other team, he's potentially an ace. So uh, yeah, now you're getting absolutely. him as your number two behind Mad Max, who is – probably on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Uh, I'd, I'd certainly there. say so. I'd certainly um, say so. And even though he's getting up there in age, uh, I mean, he's not old, but, you know, in terms of his age, he's, you know, older. He's still probably – he's still a Cy Young candidate. Anyone who thinks – who I feel like a lot of people overlook him now because you yeah. see DeGrom blossom and then you got these young arms like Bueller and Castillo and Soroka mm-hmm. and Braves and all these young guys coming up. Uh, Flaherty of the the Cardinals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like they overlook Scherzer, and I don't understand why. I mean, the guy, yeah, Degrom's won two straight, and he's the best pitcher in baseball, in my opinion. But Scherzer is easily number two. I, I don't yeah, see why people yeah. still overlook him. I don't know he why either. Three, yeah. But I think Scherzer loves it. He does. Absolute, he he absolutely. loves it. He absolutely. loves it. He goes, all right. You know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show you why. You know how good I still am. Yeah. And uh, that's scary. That scares mm-hmm. me. He's a you just said the word scary, which is exactly what I was going to say. There's no scarier pitcher than a motivated uh, Max Scherzer. No. Yeah, I agree. When, when, he's, when he's just on the mound, not breaking eye contact with the catcher, talking to himself the entire time. No, he's like, cursing like, to himself the yeah, entire I'm like, time. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I, I need to get out of this batter's box right now because <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't have a shot. And he's throwing 97 on top of it. Yeah, so. 97 with movement. Wherever he wants, yeah. Um, yeah, but the the question, I mean, you've got Anibal Sanchez as your number four. Uh, Anibal was like surprisingly really good for them last year. I, yeah, I think he's fine. I'd like him more as a five, but he works as a four. He'll work rotation. as a four, and he yeah. was really good in the playoffs. He had the it's seven games. What was it? Seven and two thirds, no hit innings in the NLCS. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he was he was. Uh, uh, a, a huge piece for their championship team last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, now it, it, their f- number five would have probably been Joe Ross, but he opted out of the season. So now it looks like it's uh, Eric Fetty, uh, who 
pitched uh, a handful of games for them pretty much last year. Uh, you know, 21 games, 12 started, uh, 4-5 ERA. That's that's fine for my five-star. Uh, I don't know if he's going to do that again. He doesn't really have a track record. He's got like a year of service time. Um, but, you know, he'll he'll do. I you When you've got those three ahead of you, like um, you really don't have to worry about your four or five, I feel, you know? Yeah. And I mean, on their depth chart right now, it says Austin Voth is their f- number five guy. I'm looking at Fangriffs. Fangriffs has Eric Fetty. Uh, Austin on. Voth, it has, them in, it, it has him in lo- uh, long relief. But that is okay. certainly another possibility is Voth, who's uh, I believe has been one of their uh, – has been in the minors for them a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, been either, in the minors for them or... like seven years, so it's about time he comes to the ma- to the majors. Uh, but ha- yeah, in nine games last year at a three three ERA. So Fetty, Fetty had twelve starts last year, so he, he's yeah. I feel like Fetty is probably the guy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, if Fetty doesn't deliver, I'm you know certainly could be uh, Voth getting getting a shot. Um, what do we think of their bullpen? Because we've got Hudson and Doolittle as sort of like a closer by committee. Uh, mm-hmm. They signed Will Harris f- from Houston, who I, even though he's 36, I still think Will Harris is a pretty good uh, reliever. Uh, yeah. Tanner Rainey, Javi Guerra. Uh, I, I think it's a, still a solid bullpen, better than it, you know, they fixed it after trading for Daniel Hudson last year, uh, where, you know, when they were pretty much out of it, their bullpen was the reason. And now I don't really think it's a problem for him. Yeah, it's not a sexy bullpen, but it'll get the job done. And yeah. I mean, when we look at the rotation, you got three guys in there that you may not need the bullpen those three days. You know, like yeah. so you, so it it could be a, it could afford to be a little not shaky, but you know, not like elite. Mm-hmm. But I think Sean Doolittle is a good reliever. Daniel Hudson was good for them. Will Harris still gets the job done. And then the other the other piece of the bullpen, however they have to pitch, they'll pitch, but. Um, when you have a rotation like the Nationals, the bullpen can somewhat get ma- masked up a little bit. Yeah, if 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 three, you know, if three times a week, I can get seven innings out of Scherzer, uh, Strasburg, and and uh, Corbin. Uh, Corbin, um, I'm very happy because I just have yeah. to throw in Will Harris and one and one of Doolittle or Hudson. Yeah, then I mean. At the end of the day, they're all major leaguers. They should be able to get three three outs. You know, but they're yeah. asking for like nine outs a week. I think they'll. I think they yeah. should be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, if I'm just worrying about if I'm just worrying about maybe, yeah, Sanchez, give me five good innings, then I'll go to my bullpen. I just yeah. have to worry about and same with Fetty. If I just have to worry about that twice, you know, two times a week, really, and then yeah. I go back to Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, uh, just getting me through like working through the 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 game, then I really have no problems. Yeah, exactly feel the same but, way yeah um yeah. i think uh, are, are we good to go on to uh to the braves then let's do it yeah i have nothing else for the for the next okay uh braves hey hey scott uh i talked about yeah. it with with uh pat on monday what was your favorite moment of the uh, yasiel puig era in atlanta um you know i heard he showed up like in a blacked out limo um, he had a bat in his mouth, ready to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, don't know if that any of that happened, but that would have been my favorite moment of the Yasiel Puig Brave era. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I got I got tropical smoothie for lunch on Monday. I think that was probably my favorite <laughs> moment of the Yasiel Puig era. 
Uh, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty good flatbread. Did you uh, get it with uh, Maria too? No, no, I didn't. Damn, it's a nice yeah. date spot. I've heard. Yeah, no, I I got it uh, on my lunch break at work. Got but, it. Uh, yeah, that was my favorite moment of the of the Puig era. I gotta say, uh, good chicken chipotle flatbread. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Tropical Smoothie. They are a sponsor of the show. Um, they're not a sponsor of the show. I really want them to be though. Um, could be. give me a bunch of flatbreads and smoothies. Um, yeah, let's run through their lineup. Uh, it's the best. Uh, is it the best lineup in this division? It's close. I think Between them go. and the Phillies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You've got Acuna, Albies, Freddie Freeman back from COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. Marcelo Zuna. He is back. Freeman is back. He's back. Yeah. He played okay. in today's scrimmage or yesterday's okay. scrimmage rather. Um, okay. Marcelo Zuna, uh, DH Matt Adams, catcher Travis Darno, center field Ender Inciarte, third base Austin Riley, shortstop Dansby Swanson. It's a hell of a team, hell of a yeah. lineup. And I they have a lot of depth too. I, th- I think you've got some holes at six, seven, and that's it. I d- I don't want Travis Darno being my everyday catcher. Um, personally, well, I mean that's where they I think signed he's him. A though. Good. I th- I think they signed him to platoon with Tyler Flowers. See, yeah, because Flowers isn't bad. I don't know. I mean, I've seen Darno. He, he hurt a lot. Like I, I didn't think you know he was going to be anything, but he he found something when he was on the Rays last year, and that's I, what got him a contract. So yeah, I don't see why they would yeah. sign him like that and and not have him be the everyday catcher. Sure, I mean, I understand I mean, if you want to platoon with Flowers. What Flowers record? knows Flowers knows the rotation at this point. He knows the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in terms of game calling, I would trust him to be back there more. But I still think it's Darno who would have the better of that of the two. Sure, but I mean, what track record does he have that you think that the player you saw in Tampa is is who he actually is, rather than the player you saw for six years with the Mets? I mean, that's, but you could say the same thing for anybody who has a good second <clears throat> half of the year, and then that's what gets them a contract next year. You know, what got them there is what got them the number potentially more often than not is that second half. So you hope that they continue that um, production. Um, so that's why I my assumption is they signed Darno to be their everyday catcher. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, obviously, but that was my assumption. I don't know. I just. Uh... Like obviously he was he was really good with the Rays last year. I'm not trying to take that away from him. I just don't know. Like over the last several years, I don't like I, I can't imagine being like, oh, this guy is definitely the you know the this is definitely the player he is, and not what he's shown me for the last you know six years of his career. That yeah, all of a sudden, I, I feel like 30, all of a sudden age thirty he figures it out. I I don't know. I feel like he'll be able to. Hey, happened to Munsty. But... Max sure, Muncy figured it sure. out. So, I mean, you'd never, you just never know. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, maybe he did figure it out. Maybe that's it. Um, then again, maybe signing with Atlanta could ultimately hurt him. Maybe if there was some way he could have stayed with the Rays, um, that would have been a better mm-hmm. spot. I think the Rays now have Zanino, though. I could be wrong. So yeah, and Zanino, him. we'll talk about them. Zanino sucks. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean – the holes there, I feel, are first off, Ender, Ender Inciardi in center field. I don't think is very good anymore. Um, he's kind of uh, he's kind of a hole in that lineup. Like, still, still a solid defender. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really want him as an everyday outfielder at this point. I just don't think he hits enough. Um, 
And then, uh, you know, Austin Riley obviously had the great month when he came up last year, but completely fell off the face of the earth. So, uh, um, you know, you're hoping that over the, you know, thankfully it's only 60 games. Maybe he can replicate his early magic uh, with the third base. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you, Chris and Pat. Dansby Swanson. He's supposed to be a lot better than he's been, right? He is. Yeah. yeah. So like uh, this is this is the prove it year for him. So yeah, like I was about to say like in sixty games, if he doesn't get it going, is there a world where they say you're not starting anymore? Because I mean the Braves have to be I don't contenders know for the division this year. They do. I don't know if they say you're not starting anymore, but I think they I, I think they'd maybe try to trade him. Um yeah. He, you know, he, the lineup uh, is kind of top heavy. It's not very like deep. So I feel like if Swanson's struggling, it just it makes it even worse. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just the issue that offensively he's been a below average player uh, for the majority yeah. of his career. The only time he's got you know an OPS plus above 100 is his uh, 2016 season, and he only played 38 games. Since then, it's 68 OPS plus, 87 OPS plus, and 89 OPS plus. Right. Um, if, so he's I'm been not below mistaken, average. He, he was doing. If I'm not mistaken, he was doing well last year, but got hit with an injury. He did. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what, you know, of course, he, he may have at that point figured it out and he, he started doing well, but then he kind of just, that, that then it kind of took off after that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, 127 games last year. Yeah. His first half was, was much better. Uh, you know, 89 games in the first half. Uh, he slashed 270, 334, 93. And then in the second mm-hmm. half, in 38 games, he had the injury, so it was shortened. But he slashed 204, 315, 254. Um, yeah. So you're you're hoping that he, he does need, yeah, he does need to to really show something. He's got to, he, yeah, he does, yeah, he's got to be healthy. But in terms and, of, and he, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying in terms of what Scott thinks that um, the Braves will just say you're not starting. I don't think they have any other. You know, shortstop options. I mean, who who can they go to? I don't even know. The, their secondary shortstop right now is Adani Echeverria, who is yeah. you know has a glove, but yeah, has I'm always not, been I'm like not, a. I'm not starting him. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. not you know your everyday shortstop. I mean, yeah. at least. So no, I don't think they say. Well, I'm just saying because you you guys know the like the minors more than me, so I know if they had someone who could like put pressure on him from they, that standpoint, like some other guy on their roster. They I'm gonna don't take a really, look. Um, in terms of shortstops, they because like really I don't. know, I know Hetcheveria is mainly just a glove, but yeah, I mean, at some point, if Swanson's like just being a glove and Hetcheveria is a little more consistent, then like it's still an improvement, even though like you would think it wouldn't be. Uh, taking a look they, at their prospects, yeah, they drafted they a have... guy last year in the first round. I don't know if this is the guy you're going to say, Pat, is Braden Shoemake. Yes. Um, yeah. Cool he, but but he's gonna be. It seems like he's gonna be ready in like maybe three years. He 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 was believe just it or not last summer. Believe it um, or not, I mean, obviously this is just MLB.com. But they yeah. have a, an estimated time arrival for him for 2021. So, I I mean he's he's still young. He's 22 years old. Um, let me see how he spent last year. He did. Finished last year in triple uh, in double A, and he batted two eighty eight um, in forty six at bats, fourteen games. So, I mean, not much that he can do this year. Seeing as that we're not going to have any 
minors, uh, mm-hmm. minor league baseball, but <clears throat> maybe if, if Swanson doesn't do something, maybe they look at him a little bit clearer next year and think, yeah. you know. Hey, do you if, – if, if Swanson doesn't do anything this year and you figure, man, like we've got to win soon. This mm-hmm. is our window. Uh, do you go sign Marcus Simeon as your everyday shortstop? I could see trade, them doing trade, that. Trade Dansby for a starter. I could see them doing that. Simeon, is, uh, is, is he on a, a walk here? What, what is he on right now? No, he's still got uh, – uh, or Simeon is a free agent after this year, yeah. Um, he is, okay. Yeah, but uh, but Swanson still has a, a pretty decent contract. He's he's not a free agent until 2023, so if you're going to trade him for a pitcher, uh, you're you're at least giving a team a, a good defensive shortstop with a hell of a lot of turn. Yeah. So, but, and, I mean, this is all hypothetical. This is all thinking if Dan Wisconsin does not perform this year. But this has to be the season that it's make or break for him. Like, show us what you got. Yeah, for sure. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we go ahead and look at their, their starting rotation. It's going to be anchored by Mike Soroka, who is, as I said before, up and coming young arm, who <clears> is someone you definitely want to keep an eye on this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at his numbers last year. I think he finished third um, in rookie of the year voting, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 29 games yeah. last year, 268 ERA, 174 two thirds innings pitch. And a one point one one whip. Um, so he he's and he's only twenty two. He's entering his age twenty three season. So yeah, um, he was he was second in rookie of the year. Pat, he was second, he was second. rookie of the year, sixth okay. in Cy Young. Gotcha. All right, I thought he was third for some reason, but I guess yeah, of course I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> then you got Mike Voltanevich, Max Fried, another young arm, Cole Hamels, veteran who's going to be you know. I'm sure he'll be pretty decent for them. Um, Sean Newcomb, Kyle Wright, and they're two young guys. So they do have a young rotation outside mm-hmm. of uh, Cole Hamels. So, mm-hmm. you know. Now, Hamels, we'll uh, Hamels went on the DL uh, a week ago with triceps tendonitis. So we okay. don't know how long he's going to miss. They're hoping it's not long um, because, obviously, they want him in the rotation. Um, he was probably the Cubs' best pitcher last year. Uh and, and, and at, at 37, I think he is, 36 or so, he's still, like, really, really serviceable and, and a, a good starting pitcher still. Um, but, yeah, Soroka and Freed are guys who, even though they were both great, didn't really get talked about last year. And maybe mm-hmm. it's because they're in Atlanta. Maybe it's not really, like, a sexy place. But uh, You know what it is? You, yeah. you know what I think it is? It's that offense – outshines the starting pitching. Sure. You've got Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Al- Albies. That just that just outshined what anything else in terms of the Braves did. Yeah. You know, I mean, Soroka, it was Soroka and then, you know, Max Fried and, and Kyle Wright, who I think I, uh, he had a, a handful of starts uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are their young guys. They're, they're, they're waiting to, to really blossom. But it's – you got Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna batting back-to-back. That's going to take the focus off anything else, as far as I look at it. And both of them are MVP candidates. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, that would take. I mean, that's what I'm. When I see the Braves, that's what I see. Outside of Soroka, what I'm seeing is that potential one, two, three in the order. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, I'm like, 
when is Freeman going to win an MVP? Because he's been in the conversation every single year, it seems, like every year of yeah. his career, that it's just like, you know, I, I feel like he's probably one of the best two or three first basemen in baseball. Um, th- I think he's the best first baseman in baseball. You think he's the best? I think he's the best overall first baseman, absolutely. I mean, yeah, is there someone that you think is better? Um, is there someone you think is better? Not off the top of my I'm head. Not, I'm not like, saying I, – I was just going like – I was just going conservative of like best two or three because I, I'd have to really run through everybody and, and say, oh, well, he's definitely be, you know, better than, him, than than this guy. But I guess, well, here the, here's there's, the I guess way. there's not anybody that pops into mind immediately. The only other player who would – I think right now that I'm thinking of, like right off the top of my head, I mean, is Cody Bellinger. Bellinger played a lot of outfield last year. He plays a ton so of right. He's field. not even their first mm-hmm. baseman. Max Muncy is their first baseman. And yeah. Muncy is, is tops in terms of best in his position too, but I still think it's Freeman over everyone else. Yeah, I just yeah, think he's I'm the more here. complete first baseman. Yeah, I'm running through everybody in my head. And, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, he probably is the best in the league. I mean, he consistently hits 300. Yeah. He hit 295 last year, but in previ- the previous three years – 309, 307, 302. His lowest average in terms of a full season was in 2000, 2012. He had 259. Yeah. But outside of that, that's the outlier. Other than that, he's been very consistent. He had 276 in, in 2015. Um, but he only played, he played 118 games. Um, but he's so consistent. Uh, that 259. Yeah, that 259 season, he's still at a 115 weighted runs created plus. He has a career OPS plus average of 137. Yeah. I mean, damn. Like, I, I think he's the best first baseman in the league, personally. I do, too. I don't think enough people know about him either, which is the problem. It's weird. These guys in Atlanta, like, other than, other than like, Acuna, don't get talked about. Yeah. Um... But yeah, and then I mean we can gloss over their bullpen. Um, their bullpen's pretty solid. You've got you've got old man Mark Melanson closing games, Shane Green, <clears throat> Luke Jackson, uh, you know Darren O'Day, uh, AJ Minter. They uh, they signed uh, Will Smith, but he's on the COVID list. He should be back uh, shortly. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've got a really, they've got a really solid bullpen. Uh, not, I'm not going to say yeah. great, but like rock solid. They're, they're not going to give you any trouble. Yeah, their whole team is solid. Yeah, and they're and that's they're why the they're, they're that's why they're going to win the division again this year. Yeah, yeah, they're they're the best in the division. Um, the really the competition is two, three, four, uh, but they're I, I think they're still going to win the division just as they did last year and the year before. Sixty games, you never know, but the Braves are. The yeah, that's the thing with the with the sixty game season, and I kind of wanted to say this with the Mets because you were saying mm-hmm. with the Mets that uh, every season it seems like they they have like a stretch for like three weeks where they just can't get anything right, and in a season like this, a sixty game season, a, a three week a bad three week stretch is going to kill your season. Absolutely. But yeah. then I also said, like, they're, they're always been a good second-half team, the Mets. And yes. they proved that in several yeah. years, uh, outside of the collapse years. Um, I don't I hate bringing that up, but the last several, yeah. you know, last few years, they've been good second-half. Um, they need to kind of have that, all right, this whole season is a second-half, so they need to have that mentality. Right. Um, and any team that is a better second-half team needs to have that mentality if they want to, um, you know, have any shot at making the postseason this year. Yeah. 
Chris, I know yeah, we're running literally, like literally every team, every every game matters at this point. Yeah. Before we go to the AL, Chris. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I definitely could see the Braves winning the division. I know that they're definitely the favorite. I'm picking the Nats to win it. Um, really, just for nothing because of the top three in the rotation hmm. and the experience. I think is going to help the six, like the sixty game season. I think the vets will be fine with it, but. It's not going to be like a blowout. I definitely wouldn't be surprised the Braves win it, but like my hot take, if you want to call it that, is the Nationals will win the division again. Well, not that again. That is definitely a hot take. The Braves. Yeah, will... They didn't win the division last year. They were wild. I know. I almost year, said so. again, but yeah. 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 I think they'll. I think they'll do it this year. But if I'm wrong, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, we are running very long here. Um, so I hope we're not boring people, but don't worry because this next team is going to co- go fast. Uh, yeah. We were on to the AL East and we were on to the Baltimore Orioles. And mm-hmm. if you look at their lineup, um, these are all made up people. None They're of these real. people this exist. This is not a real team besides Sean Means, and that's it. Yeah, none yeah, of John these Means, people exist. He's a good young arm that, um, you know, Baltimore looks like they're lucky to have. You know, he had a pretty good, uh, very good um, year last year. Yep. But outside of him, it's Sick. really dead. And, you know, you kind of hope that Trey Mancini comes back strong um, from his mm-hmm. – uh, Yeah, I don't think Trey Mancini's playing this year. Uh, he's not. I he's think, not. Yeah, I'm just saying, rush. like, just in terms of, like, just being a human being, I hope he comes oh, back absolutely. Uh, stronger absolutely. than ever. Um, and also because I think he's a very exciting player. Uh, I think he had a really good he, year last year. He's the, mm-hmm. He is the best player in the Orioles. Yeah, and, and nobody, talks, nobody talks about him because he plays nobody in the talks Orioles. About him. Exactly. Yeah, um, so I mean, 30, just, yeah, I 35 just home him, runs last year. Yeah, uh, doesn't play a great left field, but can hit like like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. So um, before we move on, because I'm assuming that's all we're gonna do about the Orioles. Yeah, I um, mean, the, is the only Chris thing that's gonna get a hit this year. Uh, I'll say he yes. gets like 15 <laughs> hits in 60 games. I think 15. Okay. Yeah. It's open one oh, there's, that's, there's something we can talk about with the Orioles. How terrible of a contract signing that it turned out. Oh, my goodness. That, that man is still owed. And How they much more money a, is that man still owed? They, 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 they just outbid themselves. No, like, nobody else was going to give Chris Davis that amount of money. And they were like, they were like here, seven years, $169 million. And, and everybody else is like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's insane. Let's see, he's owed... Have fun regretting that mil, in a year. He's owed seventeen mil over the the next seventeen mil in a year over the next three years. Yeah. Um, even forty two million boy. was deferred. Um, so, got kids play baseball. <laughs> yes. All I'm, all I'm yeah. saying is Chris Davis can easily go a month without getting a hit, and I think that's going to happen. I th- that's definitely a possibility. But, uh, I don't yeah, think I, I think mean, I think last year is one one time. I I don't think he'll he'll get hits. I mean, I think yeah. he may just do it for fun because it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like they've like Fangraphs has Tommy Malone as their top starter, and Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I saw it the other day. It was, it was I saw a tweet saying it was like Tommy Malone versus someone. Is the absolute worst opening day matchup I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. Who, who are why isn't against? Why isn't John Means your opening day starter? He was an All Star last year. I know that, that's absolutely insane. I guess they're uh, the Orioles. They can maybe the Red Sox, Pat. Uh, I, oh, I, I guess. Evaldi. 
It was Malone versus and Evaldi. That's gross. Maybe like, they're they like it, they're literally like this is the absolute worst opening day matchup I've ever seen. Thank God it's not in front of fans. Imagine yeah, maybe, they put maybe, that on ESPN. That'd be hysterical. Goodness gracious, they get zero <laughs> views. But uh, yeah, their their bullpen's horrific as well. The only thing like worth watching with, with them is is Adley Rushman going to uh, be in the majors this year. He was the first overall pick last year. Is he going to jump to the majors uh, in a sixty game season? And when you're the Baltimore yeah. Orioles, I say sure. Yeah. Moving on. Beautiful um, ballpark, though. Oh, best uh, one of the best in in in. Haven't the, been there uh, yet. The that is on my my list. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. If if anybody ever goes to the Orioles when we're allowed to go places again, uh, go there, see a game. The warehouse, uh, the view of the warehouse is incredible, and also that like uh, go to Boog's Barbecue in right center field for one of the best uh, ballpark meals you will ever have. Um, next is the Toronto Blue Jays who do not have a home stadium. Yeah, we can't say uh, Toronto. Yeah. No, the uh, <laughs> blank Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah. It was supposed to be Buffalo. They balked on Buffalo today. Today, it, it, very quickly today, this fell apart. Was yeah. they said, oh, they're going to play in Pittsburgh, and then like an hour later, it was like, oh no, the state of Pennsylvania is not allowing that. And then now they have nowhere to play, and uh, it, it looks like they might just play every game on the road. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think they're going to get. Uh, Buffalo fixed up. It seems like uh, from what I read, it was like, yeah, they might need a week to get it to like major league uh, ready, which fine to give it a week and have them play in Buffalo, uh, get it figured out. Yeah. I think that's embarrassing that, that they can't get this sorted out. It makes, obviously it makes sense that Canada does not want teams from the United States traveling in considering where we are with this and where Canada is with this. For sure. Canada For is sure. much better than, than us right now. Um, so yeah, they don't want American, you know, teams coming into the country all the time. So mm-hmm. they, yeah. So that's why the Blue Jays are not allowed to play, uh, in Toronto. So and to make it worse, Chris, they have to start in fucking Tampa. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Florida is, Florida is getting like $20,000, uh, 20,000 new cases a, a day. So yeah, I, oh, yeah. They, I don't, I don't want them coming back from Florida to Toronto right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean they're young and uh, I think maybe good. Uh, Bobochet is a beast. I think Bobochet's the best one on the team. I think he's better than Let Black me, Guerrero Junior. I agree. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to interject. They have one of the more impressive young talents. Yeah. In in all of baseball, Vlad Guerrero, Kevin Biggio, Bobochet, and if you even want to throw in Al uh, Anthony Alford and Rowdy Tellez. Mm-hmm. All of them young guys who can just flat out hit. Yeah, I th- um, Pat, I think uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is also pretty good. Yes, yes, yeah. he's on there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all if they find if they can get hot at a good time, they could. You don't know what they could do this year. I mean, absolutely. This is this is a team that it's like if they have a really hot fifteen game stretch where they go mm-hmm. like. 12 and three, like all of a sudden they're in, they're in wildcard territory, you know? Absolutely. That's the, Absolutely. that's the big thing about a 60 game season for teams like the blue Jays is like, all they need is a, is a, is a good, you know, 15 game stretch and they're in, and they're in the conversation. Yeah. Um, and in terms of Vladdy Guerrero, it looks like he is officially their first base. He's going to be their first baseman. Yeah. First base. 
Yeah, uh, which is good. Which is good. He's I want Rowdy. Yeah, no, he's not. And I, I want Rowdy to less DHing. I don't want him any anywhere near the field. He <laughs> is DHing. He yeah. is pl- going to be there every day DH. And and that guy is, he hits bombs too. Yes. Absolute bombs. Um, he's only going to be entering his ace twenty six. Yeah, I mean, and then your your rotation is is improved. You got uh, Hyunjin Ryu, uh, the big free agent signing, uh, starting mm-hmm. uh, your as your basically your ace. Um, he's good. Uh, not much else to write home about. He's good, uh, and he'll he'll get you six innings. He he'll, like he'll get you over. He'll he'll help you out there. Um, had a really good season last year. Honestly, two three two mm-hmm. ERA. Um, I, I don't think he'll be as good. Uh, especially, no. especially against the no, AL East, having, so having to yeah having to face the offenses he has to face because he's against the AL East and the NL East. Uh, I don't and the ballparks st- he has to face too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the other thing is he he's in much bigger ballparks than the NL West. Yeah, um, but uh, I yeah I know I think he's going to be uh, pretty damn good. Still, uh, Matt Shoemaker's your number two. I think that's all right. Tanner Roark, I think, is an interesting one. Uh, I feel like he's been in the league forever. I, I yeah. think Tanner Roark's like well, he pretty, basically has pretty rock solid. Uh, yeah, four four three five VRA last year, four three four the year before, four six seven year, the year before that. Like he's just like real steady, good number three. Gonna gonna get you some innings. Gonna you know gonna work for you. He's a, he's a workhorse. Um, and then after that, it's a big question mark. But it's like it's a solid you know, one, two, three in the rotation. Not great, mm-hmm. but it's a solid one, two, three. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, like, I know we still do, do the bullpen, but I think my main takeaway with the Blue Jays is that if, if you're just a baseball fan and you see them on TV, you're probably not going to turn them off. You know, yeah. and, and that's they like – the exciting I, I, I yeah. want to see that. I yeah. want to see that young core play. I, uh, I'm upset that I really haven't seen too many games – uh, mm-hmm. that young core. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, if the Blue Jays are on at any point um, this year and, and I come across a Blue Jays game, I'm going to watch it. Well, they'll be on, yes, Pat, because when they play the Yankees, so. Now, um, I think one of their – they've got some some big question marks, and that's uh, – mm-hmm. first is Anthony Kay. Uh, got him from the Mets last season in the Stroman trade. Um, is he going to be in the rotation? Is he going to earn a spot and, uh, and be the starter that obviously you – traded for him to be um who knows uh otherwise uh ken giles is he going to repeat and be one of the best closers in baseball again uh yeah. because after him their bullpen's bad yeah it's not it's not pretty at all yeah. and i hope i hope giles keeps it up because i have him on my fantasy team mm-hmm. um but it's really him or nothing for the most part in this bullpen yeah Exactly. It's just him. Um, and then the, uh, the other one is actually uh, Chase Anderson should be in the rotation. He's got a strained oblique, but had a bullpen a session, I believe, yesterday or today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he should be ready for the opening uh, series. And he probably slot in as the four. And I'd say that's a pretty, again, a yeah, pretty a solid good four. four. Yeah. Good four. So it makes the rotation deeper. Yeah. So, uh, and then the the other question is like, are you gonna have, are you gonna give Anthony K the five spot and have him show you what he what he can do? Um, I think, I think that's well. yeah. I think exactly. I and it's a young team, and it's like you know, I know I'm with this team. I'm not expecting to do anything, so I might as well give the kid a shot. That's yeah. my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you'll get 60 lucky. Games. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you watch the young infield do work. 
Um, see what you got with some young arms like an Anthony Kay. Mm-hmm. Um, why not? Because you know that you know the Yankees are going to run away with this division. So. Yeah. Um, which leads us then to uh, Boston. <laughs> and uh, I've got a little bit of a hot take, and I don't think Boston is good at all. I don't think that's a hot, a hot take. take at all. I think it's a hot take. Really? Yeah, I think uh, I think they're worse than. I'll the take you Blue one. Uh, I'll take you one further. Oh, what'd you say, Chris? I think they're worse than the Blue Jays. Oh, okay, yeah, my hot take is to be they'll they'll be in fourth place at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I like mean, we're on the same page there. Yeah, you've got obviously Benintendi's great. JD Martinez is great. Devers is great. Bogarts is great. Uh, I don't think Mitch Moreland gets talked about enough. He's a guy who's gonna get, who just uh, yeah. who just mashes every single season. Um, after that, I think Christian Vasquez is kind of garbage. Um, mm-hmm. I think Alex Verdugo will be good, but obviously he's filling the shoes of Mookie Betts. I don't think that's acceptable at all. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr., great defensive center fielder, can't hit. Uh, and then they got Jose Peraza starting at second base, uh, which is like solid. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, other than that, um, apparently Kevin, Mal- Kevin Pilar is on this team. So, yeah. um, that yeah. could be some defense though. Like if, if by any chance they are winning games, but yeah. JBJ, Benintendi and Pilar out there. Yeah. I mean, waiting game. I don't know how good Verdugo is defensively. So maybe you don't want, to I think, I so think young, Verdugo but... is pretty much known for his bat. Yeah. I so think I mean... offensively the Sox have pieces absolutely when you have Bogarts and Devers and JD Martinez but yeah. they have no pitcher it's it's literally like absolutely no pitching yeah, yeah. I mean, they have sale is out with Tommy John surgery so obviously that's a huge huge hole in their rotation mm-hmm. uh Eduardo Rodriguez will be there he but he's on the COVID list right now he'll he should be there in a week or two other than that like Nate Evaldi Martin Perez Ryan Weber, Brian Johnson, and Matt Hall. Those last three cannot – I don't think they exist. No, they're not people, and that's fine because no. they're Red Sox. But like yeah. Pat said, like their offense is good. And, Chris, like being Yankee fans, we know like if their offense is good and they're playing in Fenway, weird shit just happens for the Red Sox in Fenway. Yeah, So, but it's just going to come down to so how bad. bad their pitching is. And, and their, their bullpen's bullpen is bad terrible. too. Yeah, they have never gotten their bullpen ever since they won the World Series with like just Evaldi. They being, have like, added their main nothing guy. to the bullpen since. They then. just yeah, no, they're just being arrogant at this point. Like, I think yeah. outside arrogance. of outside of Brandon Workman, it's it's not. I, mean, I don't think Workman. I mean, you, is, like, you guys great. watch him more than I know. I don't think he's that great either, but he's your he's your best reliever, I guess. He had a Brandon good Workman. year last year. Looking at these numbers, one eight eight ERA. Uh, 16 yeah. saves and 22 opportunities. Um, That's fine, but I'm not scared when I see Brandon Workman going. No, no I, I'm no, not saying not you're scared, but I'm saying like that's that's just no, he's serviceable, serviceable arm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. then they have the dirt. But bag outside Ryan of him, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. outside of him, the only other guys that I know of are really are Matthew Barnes, Ryan Brazier, and uh, Heath Ember. Other yeah, that, that's, that's really ba- like basically everybody else yeah. looking at everybody else's numbers in this in this bullpen. Like I am like, I am like foaming at the mouth, ready to ready for whatever they're throwing over the plate. If yeah. I'm a major league hitter, you know. I mean, yeah. As a Yankee fan, the only person I'm afraid of is Avaldi because he kills us every time. He's a he's he faces the us. Yeah. But like after that, like whatever you guys need to do, like we'll just yeah. wait you out. 
I think that's pretty much all we need to talk about with the with the uh, Red Sox. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, uh, that's because even you know, they've got their big they've got their big four guys, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, because even if uh, Eduardo Rodriguez was healthy, like it doesn't even make their rotation that much better. No, like, still Rodriguez have so is yeah, Rodriguez is like a solid three. Yeah, and he'll be he'll be slotting in at like two. So, um, yeah, I. Not yeah. not a uh, not a team that I'm very scared of. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think there are days at the top of this, uh, you know, or near the top of this division are gone because they have not added to the rotation. They have not added to the bullpen at all, and now they just lost. They you know they traded Mookie Betts for Alex Verdugo and not much else. Yeah, 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 and they traded Price too in that deal, which yeah. Price could have. Uh, well, Price isn't playing anyway because he opted right. out. But he, he could have could have been a saving grace on this team if he was still on the the Red Sox. Potentially, yeah. But um, we move on then to the Tampa Bay Rays, mm-hmm. um, and the like. They don't obviously. We all know that they're a really good team. Yeah. But there's nobody in their lineup that like pops out at you. Um, Maybe outside of Austin Meadows. Yeah. Austin Meadows, maybe Hunter Renfro, but uh, like Brandon Lau had a really good rookie season, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the big question for them is, um, is Wander Franco going to be in the majors this year? Their top prospect, uh, top prospect in baseball. Uh, What position does he play? He's shortstop. Okay. Uh, Is he going to uh, basically jump the minors and, uh, and come to the majors this year again. Sixty-game season, why not? Yeah. But they're in a position that it's like, well, I wouldn't really risk anything here. So, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a big question mark. Yeah, I mean, the lineup is nothing crazy. Like nothing no, but like they always they they yeah they've got a bunch of role players, and their role players are basically what gets them over as well as their pitching. Yeah, and I saw Austin Meadows has Corona. Yes, he's on the COVID list, so he he's gonna yeah, miss. Yeah, I didn't know that. The start. I just found that now. Yeah, that could be big for them because I mean, he like Pat said, he's their best bat. Like, yes, absolutely, by far. Yeah, yeah but I mean, they're yeah, they're a bunch of role players. Like I said, like Jai Man Choi, uh, who like comes up clutch with some big home runs, you know, very mm-hmm. frequently for them. Yandy Diaz at third base. Uh, like I said, Brandon Lau, Kevin Kiermaier, probably the best defensive player in baseball, but uh, not the best bat. Manuel Margot, they just got from San Diego. Uh, Mike Zanino, one of the worst catchers in the league. Um, yeah, it's just like role players. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested by this, Chris, because I thought Jose Martinez would be a pretty good starting DH for them. I think he will end up being the primary does... DH for, for them. He probably yeah. will be. I mean, he's, they I have right Sestugo in there so... now. Yes, they have Yoshi Sutsugo, uh, who they uh, who they purchased from uh, Japan. Um, I think I think Martinez is going to be getting the bulk of those at bats. Uh, yeah, I would think I, so. Yeah, but um, I the what the real thing to talk about with this team is their rotation. You've got Charlie Morton, who ha- who's had just such a crazy uh, late mm-hmm. career resurgence uh, since his time in uh, Houston to now in uh, in Tampa. Uh, did he finish second or third in, in the AL Cy Young Award last year? I want to say it was third, third behind Cole. Was yeah, third. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ryan Yarborough, uh, Blake Snell, former Cy Young winner, Tyler Glasnow, Trevor mm-hmm. Richards. Like this is really good rotation. Really good pitching staff. Yeah, really good pitching staff. And a good – just a good bullpen. And, again, no, like, huge names in the bullpen. They go they go um, closer by committee with Nick Anderson, Diego Castillo, mm-hmm. and Jose Alvarado. After that, Chaz Rowe, Oliver Drake, Aaron Loop, uh, Yanni Chirinos. Like, it's just a, a really good bullpen of guys who are going to do everything for you. Um, I yeah. do know – it's It's such I a well-constructed think- team. I think it's Alvarado that has that nasty two seamer. Yes, I it is. Seen video of that last year, like that. Yeah. that move. That, like physics doesn't allow you to do that. Like, but I mean, his numbers last year weren't great um, in terms of like ERA and uh, and width and such. But uh, mm-hmm. I just remember seeing a couple of videos of that, that nasty two seamer. Um, Maybe small. Like it was, it was freaking sick. I love watching those videos. Um, yeah, and he's in them a lot. Yeah, so I mean, they'll be the they'll be the second best team in this division, obviously. Um, okay. and, and it's just kind of built on how good they've been constructed in terms of like there's no real star. I think Wander Franco is going to be a star uh, once he comes up. Uh, yeah. But other than that, like um, it's just role players and it's guys that that know that I do a certain thing and I do it well and uh, I'm you know I don't have to worry because I know if I don't do this you know X guy is going to back me up you know yeah I mean they're they're a next man up kind of team they're that's a scrappy team been, that's what they've been for the last three four years that's and that's why they yeah. they strike fear and I mean I know the Yankees are better than them but they mm-hmm. they do scare me because look 60 games anything can happen and I've seen the yeah. Rays be extremely pesty towards the Yankees and extremely tough. So, I mean, anything can happen. I think the Yankees are definitely better, no doubt about it. Yeah. The, I think the Yankees will win, win the division, but I, I don't I don't know if we're going to run away with it like a lot of other people think. No, I think it might be tough because I think yeah. the Rays are really good. The Rays are legit. People don't, they, people don't want the Rays to be legit, I feel like, which yeah. is a real shame because, I mean, I'm not complaining because we're Yankees fans. It, but it, In a way – it kind of like because there are a lot of people who are like baseball professional baseball shouldn't be in Florida because they don't draw a crowd um, and the teams are, are never really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, the draw a crowd part is definitely true. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like every time the, uh, the Rays are good, um, it's like shit. You know, we're trying to get baseball out of Florida, and they keep being good, and they keep drawing crowds, and then we gotta keep them in. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I mean that that could be a conversation for another day about you know baseball in Florida. Um, but I, I feel like maybe that is almost like a um, uh, an aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think people um, just hate the drop too, and they don't want to look at it more than they have to. The yeah, drop is I, absolutely <laughs> horrendous. And yeah, they're going to be out wherever, soon. If they ever, I mean, I know there's talks potentially of like expansion and all that, but. They're pretty adamant that no expansion is going to happen until Oakland and Tampa get new stadiums. Um, yeah. But it, it's almost looking more like Tampa's not going to be in Tampa much longer. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. But. Yeah. Um, I think with that, I think it's uh, we're able to move on then to the last team here, which is the New York Yankees. Yeah, um, buddy. 
Yeah. Is this the scariest lineup in baseball? Um, I think so. I know, I Pat, so. I know, I, Pat, I know the other team I was comparing them to was the Minnesota Twins in terms of lineup construction. And you alluded to this being the other team that is uh, that gives the Twins a run for their money. I, I think top to bottom, when you look at it, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it's really hard to – I mean, I'll, I'll just say this. I'm a Mets fan. You guys know this. Mm-hmm. I love my Mets. But I love baseball, and I can respect when there's another team going. I also like it when both the Yankees and Mets are good at the same time. It, yeah. it, it, it really does, like, ignite the city, you know? Um, and I don't hate the Yankees. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. if anything, I'm like the, the jealous little brother who is just sick of seeing my older brother succeed while I mm-hmm. know I have the potential, but I can't act on it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, there are Yankee fans, no, not you guys specifically, but Yankee fans sometimes just piss me the hell off. And that's why I, I wish for Yankees. To yeah, no, bad, the, but... the Yankee fans are the worst. But I mean, because they were just—they were just complete dumbasses who were like, "Kiss the rings, bro." Yeah, see, I don't like that. I like, you know, we're friends. I'm friends with you guys. I'm friends with the Yankee fans who aren't like that. And I like that, you know, thank you. Um, but I, I was saying to you, top to bottom, it is the best team in the American League outside of the Twins. Um, and it'll, I think, it's ultimately we might see Yankees Dodgers World Series. I think, um, yeah, I think that's probably think the that's favorite. What we're aiming towards. But then, you know, you go down the list. Gary Sanchez at catcher, Luke Ford at first, DJ LeMahieu second, Gio Urshela at third, Labor Torres at short, who, again, another great player. Um, mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, is Stanton going to be your left fielder? Is he going to be Stanton DH? is the DH. They said Stanton DH. is the DH for the season. All right, so who's going to be in left field then? Because after Guardy. him, it's – they're going to well, go Guardy? Well, it looks, like it, it, it looks like it's going to be like a platoon of Guardy and, uh, oh, and Andujar. Maybe top. Because, Andujar, because oh, wait, Andujar, Andujar, Andujar can play left field now. Really? They, yeah. He's looked good in the scrimmages in left field. He runs good routes to the ball, has a good read on fly balls. Like this, We might have found his position, and it's left field. He just has to be in the lineup. They, they I don't care like what position he's in. You can't take his bat out of the lineup. He has to get in there. Yeah. You know, it, if you want to defensively replace him late, that's fine. But I mean, you have to. Mm-hmm. There are going to be times in the season where you're just going to have to say fuck it for seven innings and say we're starting Andahar in left field come hell or high water. Like he's our guy. Yeah. The guy. The guy who I just feel awful. For. Him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because he can't play third. Uh, Urshela no, earned no. that spot last year um, by being one of you know one of the best defensive third basemen in baseball, honestly. And he yeah. and he just raked. He you couldn't stop him. What did he hit? Twenty nine home runs, something like that. And I mean, Andahar has also played first because I thought I think he played in one of the the scrimmages. He didn't look terrible. Yeah, excuse I mean, me. He, he had twenty one home runs last year. Three fourteen average, yeah. eight eighty nine OPS. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I'm keeping that bat in the lineup. 132 WRC his plus. Defense is, yeah, his, Stellar his defense. defense, like you said. Yeah. But yeah, like Andu- Anduhar uh, showed you that he, you know, he can play first, and and now he, like now he can play left field. So his shit, problem was always awesome. throwing. So as long as he catches the ball. Yeah. I guess um, that's all we need. The guy. Well, if he's field- overthrowing. What was it? He was an overthrower. He couldn't reach. What was his problem in terms he would, of? His he ball? would overthrow because he would dip when he throws, and he would just yeah. sail on him. 
So yeah, he's going I, sidearm, like underneath, not coming. Yeah, over but the top. I don't think he throws like that from the outfield, which is no, incredible. No. That's what I'm about to say. Like maybe, maybe outfield isn't just hot because if he's got that strong arm, it comes. I mean, yeah, it comes to use at third base, but if you can't make an accurate throw there. And I will say in outfield, the scrimmages. I will say in the scrimmages, he had some really nice throws hitting the cutoff man and to the bases. Um, yeah. yeah, like he, it, it might work out. Um, but the guy I feel really bad for is Clint Frazier. Dude, they, um, they he's find just like so many ways not to use to, to screw him over. Uh, and Tyler Wade yeah. too. Used, that used to be Wade too. Yeah, well, Wade Wade is your super utility guy. Um, he because just yeah. because he can just because he can play all over the field. But they he's such Tyro a valuable guy to too. have. Tyro does the same thing. Um, yeah. But yet, like, and because Talkman seems to like they seem to like Talkman better than. Uh, that better than Frazier because Talkman plays a better, uh, you know, defensive game. But yep. Frazier in the scrimmages and from summer camp, uh, good. basically every looked good in the field. Uh, Boone even said, like, you know, gave him gave him some praise of like this guy's clearly worked worked yeah. hard on fixing his uh, fixing his holes. Uh, Gardner, who like really doesn't like. Yeah, that's talk about anybody. That's what Gardner. I was say. Gardner said some really high. Gave the guy some really high praise. Said like he's he's very again. Said he's very clearly put in the work. I'll say um, this: I want Frazier to be successful. So do I. Even if he, it's on another. Even if it's not with the Yankees, I want him to be successful. He's twenty six now. Like he deserves. Mm-hmm. He, he's got. He's got an awesome bat. He deserves to be uh, a starting outfielder for a team. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always been a Clint Frazier fan. I remember yeah. when he got drafted and all that. It was him and Austin Meadows, I think, were best of friends. Yeah. You see how Austin Meadows has, you know, just blossomed. Kind of right. just want to see that happen with Frazier. Yeah. Now, to me, the I think that what separates the Yankees from other players is your top six in the lineup. You go from DJ to Judge to Glaber to Stanton to Hicks to Sanchez. That's six different uh, at bats, mm-hmm. like six different types of at bats that is like is going to mess up pitchers uh, so frequently because it's like I'm pitching to 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 Lemayhu very differently than I'm pitching to Judge, and I'm pitching yeah. very differently to Torres than I'm pitching to Judge, and then I'm pitching very differently to Stanton than I'm pitching to Torres, very differently to Hicks than I'm pitching to Stanton, very differently to San- Sanchez than I'm pitching. You're to Hicks. also not breathing until. Yeah, I mean, you can exhale a little bit even, when you get to Luke Voigt, but not like but not really. Yeah, not but a really. little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then like Gardner, who who Gardner's gonna frustrate what did, what the hell Gardner, out of you. What did Gardner hit? Twenty eight home runs last year. Yeah, and, and he just Gar- fouls off and, things. Yeah, and Gardner sees the most pitches out of anybody uh, out of anybody in baseball. Yeah, and then you've got so, Urshela, who's batting ninth. Gio, and hit twenty one home runs last year, and hit three fourteen. That's your nine hitter. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's scary, like, dude. yeah, you're like, it does it to me, it doesn't matter what starting pitcher it is. Every, every pitcher is going to have trouble getting through this lineup. And that's I, with our weakest hitter being Brett Gardner, because if, if Andahar starts. Yeah. Yeah. Then, if, yeah or, exactly. Like, if Andu, because then you, because then you slot Andahar at eight or nine. And again, it's a completely different at bat <laughs> than Gardner. Could you imagine Andahar eight? Oh my God. Yeah, Damn. this is like you got to hand it to Brian Cashman. Is like, this is probably well, top to bottom the best constructed lineup in in baseball. This is yeah. I mean, it's it's time. I yeah. I I I compared it to 
the Twins, and I want to give the Twins all that respect because I think the Twins are an incredible team. Um, but, yeah, it's like it's really close in terms of who's the best lineup. And I think the difference is like how different the at-bats are with the Yankees. Uh, yeah. with, the, with the Twins, it's like these are all incredible hitters, but I can pitch to Kepler the same way I'm going to pitch to uh, – Rosario. Yeah, exactly. Eddie Rosario. I don't know. Yeah. Player. yeah. Oh, yeah. Or or Garver. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch the same way to those guys, but like I'm not pitching to to Lemayhu the same way that I'm pitching to Stanton. Right. Because they're all every they're all different types of hitters, and and none yeah. of them go back to back. So it, it it's broken up so well. It's constructed so well. Uh, then like then their bench like. You've got Talkman off the bench, Andujar off the bench, Mike Ford off the bench, who's gonna who's gonna give you uh, six home runs off the bench this year, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and 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 if Frazier is off the bench, you got Frazier there. Um, yeah, this is a real like it's a it, it's pro. I, I don't I don't want to sound like the homer, but I feel like this is the best team in baseball. Yeah, I think the Yankees bench like they have three or four guys that could realistically Would be starters start on other teams. For, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, you yeah, I then you go to the fact that it's the best bullpen in baseball. Yeah. Chapman, Britton, Adovino, Canely, Chad, Green, Holder. Uh yeah. shit, Ben Heller's really good. Johnny Sessa, Lasagna. Sessa pitched really well last Sessa, year for us. Yeah. Sessa, Johnny Lasagna, David Hale. Like it's a it's it's the best bullpen in baseball. It's not very close. Yeah, and uh, that's like because we're. I mean, like we're gonna miss Chapman, Chris. I think. Yeah, Chap- but, Chapman will be will be back soon. It seems like. Yeah, but like we still have a closer. We have Britain. Yeah, and we have, you know, you've so still got Britain, who who had the arguably the best uh, the best season a closer has ever had in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, Showalter didn't want to bring him in the game. So. Yeah. Like, so I was, yeah, like, like that. yeah, I, and I think I think probably the most underrated guy in the in the bullpen is Canely. I think Canely's incredible. Yeah, I think he. I mean, Canely is <laughs> after he was bad uh, two years ago. He's completely figured it out. Yeah, he's he he's had my that, favorite yeah. favorite pitcher. Same. Um, he yeah. had that stint in the minors, and he's just completely figured it out. His off speed stuff works. It complements so well to his fastball. Uh, and his fastball has so much movement on it, um, and also like he thick, yeah, <laughs> thunder thighs, <laughs> Tommy tight pants is what I call him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chris, um, I, a little a little trivia: Have you ever looked at Zach Britton's career year in 2016? Yes. Like when he had. Oh, oh you... you mean you mean when his ERA plus was 800? Yeah. <laughs> 803. <laughs> like, my God, I heard that. Yeah. On, uh, I think it was talking baseball. I heard that. I'm yeah. Like, There's no way yeah. that's right. And I yeah, because I don't remember who they were comparing it to, but uh, whoever they were comparing it to had like a 400 ERA plus last season, and they were like, "Was um, the guy on the A's, um, Hendricks? Uh, Hendricks? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Liam, uh, was it Kendricks? Yeah, I think it was him. Uh, but yeah, they were saying like, yeah, he had a 400 ERA plus last year, and they were like, oh, but uh, by the way, uh, Britain had an 803 OPS plus in 2016." <laughs> So that's cute. he should have he should have been the uh, the Cy Young winner that year. It should have gone to a uh, to a reliever. Um, the fact that I think that's the year. Yeah, that, who's the um, last reliever to win the Cy I Young? I think that's the year that right? fucking 
I think that's the fucking year that Porcello won. Um, yeah, just yeah. looking at um, – I'm looking at Liam Hendricks. Um, his ERA plus last year was uh, 240. It wasn't, it wasn't him. Hendricks. It was Blake it Trinan's Hendricks. 2018. Trinan's 2018, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this – all right, so uh, this is going off so far off the tangent. But, yeah, in, in uh, 2016 – Rick Porcello won the Cy Young without getting the most first place votes. He had eight first place votes, but he won it because somebody somehow didn't give Verlander a third place vote. So <laughs> that made Porcello the winner. Um, but Sounds I'm going right. to say, I'm going to say that Britain should have gotten it even over Verlander that year. Britain threw uh, 69 games, 67 innings, Gave up four earned runs. It's insane. Had an ERA of zero five four for, like we said, an ERA plus of eight hundred and three. Insane. So, moral of the story: I'm just fine without Chapman for a little bit. Yeah, Zach I'm Britain. completely fine. If, <laughs> if I've got, got my if I've got Britain closing, <laughs> if I've got Adovino closing, if Canley yeah. is going to close maybe a couple games, I'm not worried at all. Um, yeah. Now I will say Chapman probably shouldn't be in baseball anymore. I'm I've been very vocal about if you fucking have a domestic violence thing, uh, that's it. Go fuck yourself. Um, but uh, that is you know the league does not work that way unfortunately. And Chapman is there, and Chapman is very very good. Um, I do not actively root for him because uh, I have morals. Um, but I do vote. I do root for Britain and Ottavino and Canley. So uh, and Chad. You know, yeah, and Chad. Chad, who uh, is back, he had a bad season in, I guess it was 2018. He was kind of rough. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, last year he was back. Yeah, he's um, my guy. And then, I mean, we have we haven't even talked about the rotation where you've got Garrett Cole starting at number one. You're, I, don't, I don't think you really have to go anywhere else after that. No. no. But I will. You've got Pax in it, too. Tanaka is going to be back. Uh, it, it looks like opening series. He's going to be back after the concussion. So you've got you've got Tanaka three. Uh, mm-hmm. Gumby didn't make the team, so Montgomery no, I was surprised there. by it because so I, I thought he looked really good against the Mets. But I thought I mean, so too. But yeah, I guess I guess they they weren't happy with what they saw, or maybe or maybe Michael King impressed them. I don't know. Well, I mean, Michael King pitched well, like too, but like yeah, he did. I don't yeah. know. I just thought Gumby. I mean, I saw Gumby throwing ninety five. I was like, yo, we gotta yeah, get I, this guy on the mound. I mount. thought I thought Gumby was better than Hap. Yeah, I, I don't know why Hap is still on the team. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So there's yeah, there's Michael King, and I think Clark Schmidt is going to be in the rotation by the end of the year. Uh, I think yeah. Clark Schmidt is the guy. He's definitely better than Davey he Garcia. Is, he's definitely better. He, he's he's ahead of Davey Garcia in terms of development. Um, yeah, Clark Schmidt is filthy. Uh, yeah. I was super impressed with his stuff. Looking in highlights from the uh, you know from the intra intra squad games, from the scrimmages, mm-hmm. and then everything in summer camp. Like his his uh, his sinker, his changeup, his fastball had so much move. It was virtually unhittable. Um, yeah. he's. I think maybe they're maybe they want him to be a little more refined, but he's in the player pool, and he he I think is a guarantee will be there uh, by the end of the season. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And I mean, like Paxton's a, Paxton's a solid two. I think he's a better three, but I think Tanaka's a great three. Yeah. Tanaka's um, a better three than yeah. Paxton's a better two than Tanaka. So yes, exactly. You know. 
uh, and he breaks up uh, in terms of, you know, the batters facing a lefty or righty. So they're not mm-hmm. facing two righties in a row. They're facing a lefty, even though obviously Tanaka's style is much, much different than Garrett Cole's. <laughs> Just but, a um, little. Yeah. But uh, you no, know, I mean, I don't, this team's so good. Actually, Chris, did you see Tanaka's new, uh, new windup? Yes. Do you like it? Yeah, he, I do. I didn't. I, I kind of do. I didn't like it. You it, didn't. Just because I love Tanaka and I wanted to change anything. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> this, but that, I mean, maybe maybe it'll change his mechanics a little bit. I don't know. He's he yeah. always runs into the problem where like two or three games a year he lets up like ten runs, and so then it like it it makes his it makes his uh his ERA look a little ballooned. But like mm-hmm. aside from those two or three games. He's like one or two runs a game locked in. Yeah, you know? no, I mean he's great. Yeah, and then once it gets to the playoffs, Tanaka's just a different animal. He's the. the I don't want anybody on the for the Yankees. I don't want anybody on the mound other than Tanaka because I know he's given me seven innings of one run ball. I'll take Cole now, but other I'll than take that, Cole yeah. now. But yeah, beforehand, <laughs> beforehand, I was like, sweet, you know what? We got a game four coming up, and we got Tanaka on the mound. I feel pretty good. We're gonna get to a game five. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, I mean that pretty much does it for the rundown. Uh, let's do over unders. We've I've been doing this every time. Um, mm-hmm. So how I did this was I looked at their winning percentage from the year before, from last season, really, and then I calculated what the wins of that winning percentage would be in a sixty-game season. So we've got mm-hmm. Orioles over under twenty games. Under under absolutely, they're going to win like seventeen games, maybe yeah. even less. Possibly, they're <laughs> they're one of the worst teams I've ever seen on paper. Yeah, but what they're trying to do because they're not trying to rebuild. Um, Marlins over under twenty one uh, wins. Under, but slightly. Under, under over. I I'm gonna go, go a little over. over. Scott, how, what what number do you think over? 22. <laughs> I was going to say 22 just, as just well. Not, not much, but I, I think, I think they have a g- enough like professionals on that team where they could exactly they could win more than exactly. Than... Yeah. Blue Jays over under 25. I'm going to say just under. And I think that's going to get me in trouble when you say the Red Sox one, but I'm going to say under. <laughs> I think they'll be over. I think they're a 500 team. They'll win. I'm going to push. I want to push that. Exactly okay. a 25, Pat. Yeah. Oh, Chris, are you writing this yeah. down? Uh, I'm not. Oh, okay. I thought you were. I was <laughs> I like, have, I was I'll, like I I'll always go back and I'll write it down, and we'll see at the end of the season who was right and who was wrong. Um, yeah, Phillies over under 30 games. Ooh. Um, over. Yeah, I take the over. Yeah, I take the over as well. What number are we thinking over? Like 31, I, 32. I say about like 34. A, I'm thinking 34, 35. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox over under 31. Under. 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 I think they'll be at about 27. Seven, maybe 7. Pat? You in agreement at 27? Uh, 25, 24, 25, maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mets over under 32. Under. Sorry, Pat. 
It's a push um, for me. It, it's. I'm kinda, only saying yeah, I'm under to, because I don't know what Strowman's coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. Um, I'll have to say based on uh, my, the history that I know, um, I'll take it as a push. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Pat and I are going push at 32. Nationals over under 34. I'll go. It's tough one. Well, I think they're going to win the division, so I got to go over. I'll go over with the Nats. I'm going to go push. I don't think they'll win. I could see them winning 35. I'm going push at 34. You also got to take into account, like, they're going to be playing the Orioles and the Red Sox and the Marlins. Like, they're playing more bad teams, it seems. Sure. You know? But they're also facing more good teams. Yeah, more often. The Phillies, Phillies are better than they were this year. They uh, were last year. I think the Mets are a little bit better than they were last year, but not by much. Obviously, you've got the Braves, you've got the Yankees, you've got the the Rays. Uh, mm-hmm. They face some tough teams. Uh, what do we got next? Next is the uh, Rays over under thirty six. They're so sneaky and. Under. I say push at 36. That, I I was think at, I'm at flat. 35, so, I mean, okay. under, push, whatever. I'll take, I'm will take. i going to take a push probably, but, I mean, I can definitely see Scott's prediction at 35. Okay. Uh, Braves, over, under 36. I'll take the over with the Braves. Over for me. Push. On the 38. Push them. Push at 36. And finally, Yankees over under 38. Over. Easy over. 51. 51 and 9. I'll give you – I can, I can see him maybe going 42. I'm I think – yeah, I'm going to say 41. Realistically, I think 40, 42 is, is a good number for them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going over. I think they go 41 and 19. Yeah, I'll go over. I think they may go like 40 and 20. Okay. So that about does it. Um, yeah, that, that does it for the East. Uh, that wraps out all the major storylines happening right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to thank you guys for coming back on. Uh, of course. Scott, I want to thank you for coming on. Pat, I want to thank you for coming back on again. Um, it's a pleasure. The, yeah, I, I think we've wrapped it up, and we'll come back to this at the end of the season, see who was right, who was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, if, we were com- if we were dead on with our evaluations of these teams or if we were – so far off that it doesn't even warrant being discussed again. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, again, you guys can obviously uh, uh, find uh, Pat and Scott at the underscore end of the bench on Instagram. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's right. The E O T B at on Twitter. Twitter. Yep. And do you want to plug your uh, personal handles? Yeah. I'm at Scott cast. um, What are you pet at something? Milano Cookies, <laughs> Z56. Okay. Yeah. All right. Give these guys a follow. Check out their blog. Uh, check out their podcast, End of the Bench. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, guys, for coming back on. And uh, let's start baseball tonight. Let's, let's go, Yankees. Go.